What's Your Position podcast may contain adult themes, sexual discussions, and strong language. We want everyone to be educated, but we are intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I don't trust any bastard who doesn't drink. People who don't drink are afraid of revealing themselves. And now your host, Ashley Weller. Welcome, fellow humans, to another episode of What's Your Position podcast. How y'all doing out there in the world? How's uh, life treating you and, and, and COVID treating you and May? Did you know that May is National Menstruation Month and National Masturbation Month? And I would like now you're talking. I would like to think that they did that because of the alliteration, because masturbation may or menstruation may. Uh, either way, I hope your May is great and full of flowers and uh, joy and, and wonderful things. We're here today at Four Sons Brewing in Huntington Beach, our official sponsor, who we love so very much. And any chance we get to do an episode in their barrel room, we'll take it. Today, we are joined by Nat, who happens to be the social media uh, guru for Four Sons. So if you need anything, hit her up at Four Sons Brewing on Instagram. Uh, we are going to be talking about a very awesome topic that I have wanted to do for a really long time. I'm so grateful that Nat has agreed to come on and talk to us about adoption and all that it entails. I am not going to tell you if Nat is the adoptee or the adopter or the adopto. I don't even I know. wouldn't know what the Latin <laughs> of that is, but I'm going to just let her tell her story. So um, I wanted to start right away with my tip of the day. Tip of the day. And we're clear. My tip of the day has to do with your period because it is menstruation May and because having a period and not having a period have to do with adoption because it involves whether you have a child or you don't have a child. So a uh, couple things. Eight tips and tricks to make this your easiest period ever. Be prepared. Nobody likes a surprise. We talked about this in one of the episodes we did on periods. Um, you can use a period tracking app to get to know your cycle. Do you have an app for your period, Nat? Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's very helpful. Really? Yeah. Well, I haven't had a period in like five years because I have an IUD. Mm -hmm. And so I guess I just missed the app. Yeah, Both. the app is fantastic. You How does it help you? You record your symptoms and um, it tracks your like ovulation time. And then when you go to the doctor, when's the last time you had a period? When, do you remember No, that? I don't. Yeah. No. <laughs> so I'm like, let me check. <laughs> what app do you use? Uh, oh my God, I don't even know. Let me look. They have three that they like. Clue? It's just under the health Eve? app. I don't know. Oh, you do it under the health app mm -hmm. on the iPhone? Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, and then MacGyver is one that they use. So um, those are three apps you can use to track your period. Nat endorses it. Start a pre-period <laughs> regimen. Um, there's not much you can do to relieve the cramps or heavy bleeding that you already haven't tried. Um, to avoid popping a lot of painkillers or um, being in a, a crap load of pain, um, try apple cider vinegar. They say that if you drink apple cider vinegar before your period, it can actually help 
lessen uh, the cramps and could potentially give you shorter, lighter periods. They say to mix one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar in a cup of tea with honey and repeat daily the week before your period. My sister swears by this, by the way. She loves apple cider vinegar for everything related to being a lady. And that's why you need the app so you know when your period is coming. Right. So you know when to start the apple cider vinegar tea. All right. Uh, supplements. They say that estrogen builds the lining of the uterus. If you're eating a diet that prevents your liver from breaking down this hormone, it can wreak havoc on your cycle. So taking supplements like milk, thistle, and vitamin C are shown to level out estrogen and help avoid excess buildup of the uterine lining. Like we talked about in the period episode, that is what you're feeling when you have a cramp is your uterine lining being ripped off the walls of your uterus. If you'd like to have less cramps, don't build that lining up so thickly. Curb your we hate to be the bearers of bad news here at, at What's Your Position, but in order to make your period a little more tolerable, unfortunately, caffeine, booze, salt, and fatty foods can make your period symptoms worse, which sucks. You're a buzzkill. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. (laughs) But all of them can make you feel more bloated than you already feel. Um, It can actually make you feel more tired than you already feel. It can give you more acne than you already have. It's just increasing those symptoms that you don't want. Get moving. Exercise can really relieve cramps. It can also help with dopamine, uh, endorphins, which can act as a natural pain reliever. So while you may not feel your freshest and most awesome, go out and get active. Do some exercise. Get off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have an orgasm it's Man. Simple. simple that can actually kickstart your period for some women it can actually stop your period for other women um, it relieves headaches it relieves cramps it relieves um, stress and tension so getting off doesn't have to be with a partner doesn't have to be um, actual penetrative sex you can just rub one out when you're on your period and fuck everybody else mm-hmm. or you can have period sex which is producers least favorite thing in the entire world to talk about we have discovered <laughs> so far Next subject. (laughs) Next subject. Uh, We're talking about adoption today. I wanted to just give a quick overview to what the different types of adoption are that are out there. So um, there are a various amount of reasons that people will um, decide that adoption is the choice that they want to make. I'm very very much staying away from the phrase, give up their child for adoption, because I think that has a lot of negativity to it. So I I want to try to stay away from that. So when you make the choice that, that having an, uh, an adoptive relationship with your child is what you want to do, I'm working on it. Um, there are different ways that you can go about it. And when you decide that adoption is what you would like for your family that's growing, if you have uh, resorted to IVF, if you've tried surrogacy, if you've tried um, getting pregnant the old-fashioned way, or if you already know that you cannot physically become pregnant and you go the adoption route, there are some different types that you can do. And the following only apply to California because that's where we are. And I wanted to sort of make it as local as possible. Domestic adoption is for parents who live in the United States and want to adopt a child who is also born and lives in the United States. It is the most common form of adoption. um, But 70% of those adoptions actually end up being open adoptions, which means that the birth parent and the adoptive parents can have um, as much contact as they decide on. I don't like that. I don't, I think I don't like that. I, when I read that, I was like, wow, that's confusing for a lot of reasons. How do you feel? Uh, it's definitely tough. I mean, I will get to my story. You will get to your story, but do yeah. you like open adoption or not? It depends. I mean, mm. I was adopted at a 
older age. Right. So I knew a lot of the things that were happening. Right. And so I was aware of what's going on and I knew my parents and things okay. like that. If it was, for example, a baby, yeah. I think close adoption because there's just a lot a lot of emotions yeah. going on, a lot of psychological things. So you think the older they get, the more likely they should try closed mm-hmm. adoption rather mm-hmm. than older adoption. Yeah, that makes sense. That does make a lot of sense, actually. Um, international adoption is when someone chooses to adopt a child who is living in another country. Uh, this type of adoption often requires much more effort and much more money. There's a lot more loopholes to go through, um, but it is an extremely rewarding process, and a lot of celebrities choose this route of adoption. They have really highlighted... Um, international adoptions, especially people like Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Um, help me out. Who else? Halle Berry, I believe, adopted a baby. Um, Julia Roberts. Ad- oh, you both are shaking your heads like, sure, oh, we agree like, with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All of those people. <laughs> Didn't Jennifer? You broads know more about that. I don't know. <laughs> Private adoptions are when a parent adopts a child that either he or she um, already knows or when someone adopts a child through that child's biological parent. Oftentimes, many adoptive parents choose this route um, And it doesn't go through the foster system. So a private adoption can be like my stepdad, Wayne, adopted my sister, Cecily, uh, when she was five years old. And she was already in his life since she was an an infant. And her father gave up biological rights to her, and my stepdad adopted her. So... She isn't adopted in the sense that she didn't know the people. Like, it was her dad growing up. So it was just more of a formality. Like, this is your dad legally. He takes on those rights for the rest of your life kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a more common form among families. Like, your grandmother adopted you right. from your mom. Um, Adult adoption. This one was interesting. Oftentimes, adult adoption is used when at least two adults wish to transfer affiliation of inheritance or rights. It also happens if a child was in foster care and aged out while in a home in foster care, and that family wants to adopt them because they want to be their parents for the rest of their life. So it's more of a, like with my sister, it's more of a formality and more of like a a distinguished kind of a thing. Second parent adoption is when one marriage partner adopts his or her biological adoptive child without terminating the first parent's legal rights. This happens a lot in LGBT adoptions. If someone adopted a a child when they were a single parent and then they got married, that adoptive child can now be adopted by the partner of that person. That's very confusing. Step parent adoption, what I just talked about, um, it's you have to get explicit consent from the child's biological parent and uh, or you have to be able to prove that the biological parent is not fit to be a parent um, and then that way it's it presents a better way for people to bond with their step parents um so I wanted to, before I let you start, give the stat of the day so that you guys can ponder that while she talks about her story um where is it where is it where is it it's in here. I wrote it down. Um, For adoption, uh, every year, um, what percentage of women put their child up for adoption in the United States? People at home, guess, think. Every year, what percentage of women put their child up for adoption in the United States? Guessed, you have to go first. 57% 57 57% of women you think give their children up for adoption mm-hmm. in the United States every year mm-hmm. okay that's not a very good poker face Ashley 
That seems like way too high. I think it's uh, like 25%. 25%. I'm going to go 24%. 24%. Okay. 24. Locking it in. 57, 24. Locking it in. Okay. Okay. Uh, so we're going to move on now and let Natalie tell her story <laughs> um, about her adoption. So, Natalie, tell me where you were born. St. Petersburg, Russia. Okay. Uh, how do you say hello in Russian? Privet. Privet. How do you say cheers? <laughs> you got me to say something in Russian. <laughs> it was uh, easy. How do you say cheers? That, you know what? I didn't even brush up on that. Is it, so it's, it's not really pro? No, it's not. That's um, German. That's German. I'll look it up. Ask, yeah, look Producer's going to look it up, yeah, and then we're going to do it. it. Yeah. Um, so, Privet, Nat. And then when you were born, um, who, who, where were you? Were you in a home? Were you born in a hospital? And, and tell me. What uh, I was born in a hospital. Um, had a mom and dad, and they took me home. Um, I also had two other sisters as well. Older? Uh, younger. Oh. But, yeah. Okay. But they were adopted as well. Okay. Yeah, all of us were adopted. Okay, so different. you were the oldest. Mm-hmm. Okay, and your mom and dad lived in St. Peter, Petersburg, Russia, mm-hmm. and you were born what year? 1991. 91. And what was the, if you know, what was the economic climate like in Russia in 1991? I wasn't very aware besides what I was growing up in, like the environment. So we were very poor. Okay. And... Um, yeah, my dad was never in the picture. Okay. So we were just kind of surviving. My mom was always out. So uh-huh. I was with my grandma most of the time. So, I mean... Where were your sisters? I took... Well, one of them was adopted, and I don't remember it, apparently. Okay. Yeah, I was told she was adopted. So you were y- really mm-hmm. young. Really young. And then my other one, the youngest, she was actually taken away from me while I was taking her on the walk. By who? Um, by, I'm assuming, social services. <laughs> There was a van, and I clearly, I still remember like it was a yesterday. I was about six years old. My mom was drunk and passed out somewhere, and I took her out in the stroller, and this van pulled up with a red cross on it. And Why just didn't they take took, you? I don't know. They just took her and took her to a baby's home. Now that I found out later with all the documents that, through the adoption, that I was able to get, um, and I looked up all the places that they went. So both of them went to the same baby home, like baby nursing. Like a foster home? Like, no, it's um, like an orphanage? Orphanage, yeah. So for, just for babies. So you both were, so you had two younger sisters that were both taken away when they were babies. Mm-hmm. Okay, so social services had their eye on your mom for a minute. Mm-hmm. So your mom, you said, was not very good at being home. Mm-hmm. She drank? Mm-hmm. Okay. Excessively. Excessively. Did she yeah. work? Uh, no. Okay. I mean, barely. And your grandmother, your mom's mom, mm-hmm. she took care of you a lot of the time? Mm-hmm. Okay. Until, you, and okay, so where, and your dad just was in and out or just he never in at all? He actually denied my existence when I was two. Oh. Because it was, um, he tells me that my grandma asked him to, so that way she can get legal custody of me. Did she? And she eventually did, yeah. So, okay, so you're living in Russia, not super awesome time, very not up in the higher echelons of the of the Russian society. Are you going to school? Uh, yeah, I did go to school. Okay. Yeah. What grade? Until when? Um, so, well, I lived with my family until nine years old. Mm-hmm. And then I went, she, my grandma put me in the orphanage okay. when I was nine. So she made the choice when you were mm-hmm. nine years old to give you to an orphanage. Mm-hmm. What was her reasoning? Um she was struggling financially and to send me to school and for anything everything I needed I needed food I needed books I needed all that 
you know, essential stuff. So in Russia, if someone couldn't do it, they would just, they would say, here, take this. And then you figured out that your other sisters went to an orphanage. Right. But for infants. Yeah. Yeah. So they were somewhere else. I was in the heart. I grew up in the heart of St. Petersburg. So, but they were mostly in the suburbs. Um, And then, yeah, so she couldn't, she couldn't afford anything. And so she put me in the orphanage and it was only for 40 days. That's how you start out. Just so that way you can get back on your feet. Um, but then 40 days turned into three months. Can you tell me months. about that orphanage? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, tell me. Tell me all about it. Like, what do you remember from it? Like, what oh. did it look like? What did it smell like? What did? Where did you eat? What did you eat? What did you wear? Like, so much. I mean, life in the orphanage was awesome. What? Uh, yeah, I, 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 don't, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like so many, so many people are going to have, like, a little orphan Annie idea of, like, what an orphanage is in their head. Yeah. Okay, so please tell me. What did you wear? The only, well, I mean, hand-me-downs and... Okay, but it wasn't like you all clothes. wore, like, yellow smocks. No, like around. no. Okay. I think the idea, everybody pictures an orphanage. It's completely different from what it actually is. My orphanage was my family. We, wow. it was 60 of us in one house. And there were levels of, like, the younger, middle, and then the oldest. Um, and they were all there for various reasons. Ve- yeah. Okay. Some, some passed away. Some were legit orphans. Like their parents, parents died. passed away. Yeah. yeah. Some were, um, what my aunt actually called it the other day, social orphans, which means they were just, the parents chose not to be our parents. So we were orphans by choice. Okay. So not because our parents died or anything like that. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, they they kept us busy. Um, did you with, go to school? Yeah, we went to school. I mean, I ditched a lot. I wasn't <laughs> the greatest child. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, we we did dance competitions and um, what did you eat? Uh, we had breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. There was normal food, breakfast food. Like yeah. We were, what we were it, taking what care What did it of. feel like? Did it feel like a prep school? Like you lived at a boarding school or did it feel like a institution? Was it cold? Like did it feel like a home? It felt home. It felt like home. Okay. Because I think you create a bond with the people you live in. I, I live with, in a room with 10 girls. And okay, so the room had like, what, like five bunk beds or like a bunch? No, of, it's actually it just a huge just room, a huge room uh, with 10 beds, individual beds. And uh, we had like a little nightstand next to us for all our personal belongings. And we had a giant closet to share our clothes with and things like that. We had shelves labeled to us and things like that, but well, we share clothes. And Did you speak Russian? Oh, yeah. 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 No, and there was no, like, they didn't teach you English? We, they did. They did. But it's, like, entry level, you know? Right. Like, hello, <laughs> red colors and... <laughs> Boy, <stuff>. girl. <laughs> Boy, what girl. What they teach everybody yeah. else. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you were there for how long? I have cheers, by the way. Oh, oh what perfect. is it? What is it? I have a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. I'm like, I should know this. She sounds pretty drunk, <laughs> too. <laughs> You've had one too many cheers. shots of vodka. Zdarovia, I would probably say not Vasha, but say, I don't know. say it again. Zdarovia. Zdarovia. Vasha Zdarovia. Vasha Zdarovia. She's like, there's like a bunch. There's like to your health, to your meeting. So like maybe that's our yeah. maybe that's our cheers. Yeah. To our friendship, to our love, to our happiness, to our luck. They drink a lot in Russia. Yeah, so yep. they need a cheers for everything yeah. else, right? I did drink a lot how, when I was How old were you? Were, how old was the first time you had a shot of vodka? Um, actually, um, I was about seven and it was my mother's fault because I was in the summer and we were having friends over and it was really hot 
humid in the summer in Russia. Russia gets hot? Yeah, it gets hot. What? Well, I, as, as far I as picture I, know, it I mean, not like this I picture hot, it like, like a California snowy tundra. Hot. Like, it's always snowing. <laughs> yeah, and you yeah, drink, in the you drink Svedka as yeah. ice water. <laughs> yeah, but it's not like winter all year round. Right, okay. Yeah. So in the so summer, it's my misconceptions are being slammed against the wall right now. I love it. I'm so excited. Um, and I ran up to my mom and I was like, I need a glass of water. And instead, she gave no. me a glass of vodka and I just chugged that. Oh. Like nobody's business. And I was like, that wasn't water, was it? You didn't throw up? burnt. No, I don't remember throwing it, but I do remember feeling it in my chest. I'm like, this is not normal. That's not water. <laughs> and then after that, she had had a bunch of friends that were thinking that it was going to be fun to get a seven-year-old drunk so i drink a lot of beer a lot of beer great <laughs> did you get drunk uh yeah and i threw up okay. i do remember that specifically but oh i was God. surrounded like by all her guy friends and wow yeah, yeah. that's gnarly that's <laughs> funny story <laughs> so that was my Random. first experience with alcohol and what about and at the orphanage did you call it an orphanage orphanage yeah okay what, um, what did you did you guys like do bad stuff there oh yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. Was it run by like a religious group of people? No. No. Okay. No, it had a director, had a psychologist, and they um, review like when you get in, they have you. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist, so I don't know why they did that to us. But they had us draw pictures oh, and yeah. find our happy place oh, yeah. and all that thing to kind of evaluate us, I guess. Sure. To see where we're at emotionally. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm speaking to the right person, I'm <laughs> oh, assuming. Man. Yeah, that sounds like a great fucking idea. Yeah, so Draw me a picture of the scariest thing you can imagine. And exactly. Then we're going to put this child on the ninth floor. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> This child has lots of issues. So there's like all these like scary movies that are based on like Russian orphans and like mm-hmm. Russian orphanages and stuff. So like there's legit fear around yeah, like there's an some, evil some Russian orphan. Yeah, there's some. We had caretakers and they some some of them came and went, um, but a lot of them consistently stayed with us, and mm-hmm. that's what was really cool is the turnover rate wasn't that high with the staff with the staff because then we created bonds and we we had people that stayed and it felt like you you were choosing i mean not that the pay was good and we treated them like shit honestly (laughs) like we yeah so but they stayed and i think now that looking back i'm like wow that was the only consistency in my life i ever had was being in the orphanage but they were mean some mean ones too and what you've seen on tv has happened and yeah did you you were there from the age of nine until the age of 12 Mm -hmm. did you see your grandmother or your mother in that time uh, yeah, I saw my mom, my um, my grandma, and then I actually, while I was in the orphanage, I found my dad. And how'd you do that? Um, I randomly went to school with a kid that um, I used to know that I knew that knew my dad. What? Know, that's confusing. I know. I it just sparked a memory. I saw this kid, and I was like, I remember seeing you somewhere, and it was with my dad at some point. And what I was, was like, your dad what? doing? I don't. I honestly don't know. He's just. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So then I found him by putting you in the orphanage. Do your grandmother and your mother immediately lose the right to say that they don't want you to be adopted? Like if you're in the orphanage, do you have like the ability to be adopted at any moment? Um, Not in the beginning, uh, because like I said, they her intention was to put me in only for 40 days just to get her feet on, you know, straight. Sure. Whatever. Get get it going. Um, But after a while. I think what happened, I personally don't know, but what happens is the director contacts your guardians mm-hmm. and say, do you officially give up your rights? And once they do that, then you're eligible for adoption. So at 12 years old, I was eligible for adoption. I had no idea. 
I was until you, they never told you that your mm-hmm. grandma and your mom were. Yeah. Do you, okay. I'm going to ask you a very strange yeah. question and you can either tell me that you're going to tell me later because of some part of your story or you can answer right now. Have you seen your mother or your grandmother since then? I've seen my mother, yeah, because I went back actually in 2008 to oh. visit back in Russia. Okay. Um, but my grandma already passed away by then. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so at 12, you just all of a sudden get told one day, hey, Nat, come to the director's office and there's people waiting to take you home. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So here's this, the, what happened. In 2003, so as I said, in the orphanage, we did dance competitions. So we danced all over St. Petersburg and churches in actual, like, um, where they did ballet and things uh-huh. like that. What um, kind of dance did you do? Folk dance and some interpretive, like what? lyrical dance. Yeah. Again, my mind just went <laughs> yeah. to another dimension. You know Russian folk dance? Yeah, I did. That's fucking sick. Yeah, there's do you a lot of outfits. Yeah, we actually had to make our own costumes because of uh, low cost. You know how to sell? Uh, I did. No, I don't okay. know about so it now. You forgot how to say cheers in Russian and you forgot <laughs> I know. how to sell. I've just, Perfect. you know, I'm very American now. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Okay, so I'm sorry. You go to the dance competitions. Yeah, so we we did dance competitions, and um, we usually win, like, first, second, or third place, and we won. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Some Russian folk dance producer. (laughs) (laughs) If I close my eyes, it's like I'm in the studio dancing. (laughs) There you go. I'll let this play in the background. So what happened? Um, So we usually win, like I said, first, second, or third place. And we won second place at this competition. And we were told that we won a trip to America in 2003. So a bunch of us that were eligible for adoption, and we did not know, we were eligible for adoption, thinking we were going to America to perform because we won this three-week trip. So we end up staying, um, me and my friends end up staying in different foster homes uh, here through this agency that brings kids here wow. to perform. Wow. Yeah. Mid-trip, we find out. We're like, this is weird. We're This isn't like a, we didn't win anything. <laughs> we're being like auctioned off almost. But it wasn't bad. We had a great time. And the families took care of us and everything. But it was almost creepy, right? Like they were like, you would stay at one house and like they were, mm-hmm. they were like checking you out like a prize. Yeah. Like, do I like spin, please turn? <laughs> Let me right. put this dress on you and see if I like it on. Nope. You got to go. We got, we got, we got special treatment. That's for sure. I mean, we got sports. And we were treated like they, I mean, everybody looked at us as orphans. We were poor. Do you know how the individuals who were part of that foster system, do you know how they applied for that? Like, yeah, so it's an agency. It's actually called uh, Nightlight Christian Adoptions, and it's been around since like 1995. Okay. The first tour they brought in was like 98. Tour? Yeah, they call them tours. So summer tours. Oh. Yeah, we are, we're on YouTube and everything, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you have to learn a special skill, like dancing or something like that? Or do they just send kids? It's like, typical in the Russian orphanages that we all just participate in dance. What about boys? And boys, too, yeah. Really? So they singing or dancing, things like that. And that's how they bring them over here. And we performed, like, at Disneyland. We performed at Orange County Fair. We performed at a bunch of different Did you churches. stay with some of the foster families? I stayed with one. They put you, they assign you to... A, a family or I believe family choose I don't know how exactly that works okay. but we ended up staying with um, the same family for three weeks did you like them I love them yeah they actually ended up adopting my friend that came with me <laughs> do you do you have any contact with them yeah 
We were still friends on Facebook. Shut up, really? Mm -hmm. That's rad. Yeah, they came to my, um, I believe you saw the picture. And I that's did. How you found out <laughs> yeah. that I was adopted. Yeah. Um, they came to my, we call it gotcha day, and like oh. when I got here. So Okay, so did you stay here or did you go back to so Russia? So we went back. Okay. After three weeks, we went back. And that's when we were like, okay, well, we hope we impress somebody. And because by then we already learned like, okay, we're, we, we're here to be adopted we're here right. and that's when i was like okay so my parents don't okay Ugh. i'm for like i have no connection with them anymore how do you how did you feel you're 12 12 lots of emotions God, that's for sure you're and, prepubescent yeah. like <laughs> you just found out that you're up for adoption which means that that person just said i'm i'm gonna step mm -hmm. back yeah did you feel any did you feel any guilt sadness rem anger i was angry okay. i was i think i didn't express it i didn't know how to i didn't know how to deal with any of those emotions i think um and once were you I, hurt i was i think thinking back i know i was it's just i know like remembering that moment of like realizing oh my gosh like you know i don't have a family basically now i'm looking for a new family you know it's like it it was surreal. Like I, I can't even yeah. explain it, but now I know, like I was, I was very angry and I think I shut down and I pushed all those feelings away and we'll just talk about how those came back later. Oh yeah. Mm. Well, it's, that's a fun yeah, topic. <laughs> so, um, when you got back, how long did it take for someone to get you? So it took, gotcha. gotcha. Reminds there me you of go. parks and rec. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jan, no, Calamazo. Uh, Joan. Joan Calamazo. Joan, do you watch Parks and Rec? I, yep. Joan's gotcha. <laughs> God, she's terrible. So no, I don't the want to gotcha, gotcha dancers. Guy. The what gotcha dancers. Joan, gotcha. You have to find that. Yeah, yeah. Got to find that, it. please. Let's do it. Um, how did you know that you got got? <laughs> so you got got. Um, so one day I was doing my own thing, doing homework, I think, and I was called into the director's office. And oh, were all the girls hyping you up? <laughs> yeah, they were like, "What's <laughs> happening? You're in trouble. You're gonna get expelled." And they can do that. Oh shit. Yeah, because we, I mean, we were pretty bad. Um, so okay, anyway. back up. No, you don't just get to drop that little tidbit. What do you mean you were bad? What were you like? bad like drinking or bad like hump in the choir teacher like what kind of, what kind of bad <laughs> are we talking about um pretty bad drinking there was lots of sexual activity going between on between the other the kids that mm -hmm. were living there yeah were any of we you were bored as fuck oh, so. oh fuck yeah were any of you and you were co-ed mm -hmm. wow cool were any of you given like any sex education or like no. here's some condoms nah. or no. you might have syphilis Nothing. i'm gonna remind you we were like in uh, 10 okay, 11 10. oh my god <laughs> so okay so we just we learned go. everything on tv you ready for this when What's did it? you lose your virginity Ooh, I was 11. Okay. Yeah. In, in the orphanage. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the dude? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hi, buddy. How are you doing? <laughs> Privet. Privet. <laughs> Actually born. Pawnee. Go gotcha. Oh, God. Not the gotcha dancers. This question about public safety. Not the gotcha dancers. That was it. That was it. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, 11? Yeah. So. How was that experience? Uh, confusing. Okay. I mean, it's a great word. It was just that. Yeah. It was super confusing. And but for both of you, I'm sure. I'm sure for him too. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, it was out of boredom. We right. were. I mean, yeah, they kept us busy and stuff, but we were living together. 
20, seeing each other. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, like, what do you got? Think about the real world, Mm -hmm. right? On MTV. Like you put seven hot strangers together. Somebody's fucking. Oh yeah. If you put 60 young people together, (laughs) somebody's fucking. (laughs) Even if you put 60 girls together, somebody's fucking. Mm -hmm. Like you put 60 dudes together, somebody's fucking. There was lots of experimentation going on. That's for sure. I bet that there was. Did you do any experimentation? Yeah. I would imagine so. Yeah. How'd that go for you? I've confusing <laughs> that's just like i don't know it's how just old like, were you when you uh when you were with a girl for the first time i was 12 okay so with a dude and then with a girl at the age of 12 and then just like no relationships kind of mm-hmm. just you know when we were bored hey mm-hmm. you want to no? okay cool do you want no yeah. okay cool yeah i mean and, i had a boyfriend but it was like i'm I mean, what is that? What is that? At 11 in years old. An orphanage at, a, yeah, at the orphanage. age of yeah, like, 11. Is he my brother? I don't like, know. I don't like, even we're know so close. <laughs> you live in the bed next to me. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so when did you find out that you'd been gotcha'd? Um, so it was f- actually, I have a tattoo. <laughs> <gasps> oh my God. Uh, February of 2000, what is it? 2004? Yeah, February 2004. Okay. Date is the 26th. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. I want, did you know that it, that Russia stopped letting the United States adopt? Yeah. You did, okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to that in a minute, but you knew that because mm-hmm. I was concerned because you had said you were adopted at the age of 12 and I was like, what the fuck year did she get adopted? Like, yeah. is this, is this a black market shit? Like, did, <laughs> does she need to know that she's here illegally? No. Uh, but in, yeah, in yeah, 2014. It was way after that. Or, yeah. 2014. Yeah. Cause I was adopted in 2004. Okay. Yeah. And who are the people? They're the greatest people. They are. I am very, very blessed. And the way they tell me the story, and I think, I mean, that just brings me so much joy and affirms that I was meant to be here. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were at an adoption adoption agency that brought us here for that tour. Mm -hmm. And they were actually looking for a five or six-year-old boy. And they were handed this book of all of us orphans eligible for adoption and they put them into separate rooms and said mom and dad you you look through this and think over it and see what it's like picking I don't even know I don't even know just flipping through pages I seeing mean, all these God. orphans my mom's heart it's kind of like tinder yeah kind of like exactly. tinder <laughs> like you're just swiping swiping just Let, continuing nope, just yeah. nope mm-hmm. wait I kind of like I'm gonna right? pull that photo out yeah. and put it over here yeah. like Wow. Yeah. So they got to look through lots of lots of photos and read a lot. Like they just bios, get snippets. little yeah. bios of yeah. the person. And then um, so once they came back to the room to talk to the person, um, they both actually pointed to me, <gasps> both of them. And that's when mom's like, uh, "What?" Because my dad would never like my dad is the decision maker, and he wouldn't have never gotten an to older choose that. Girl. Yeah, yeah, never. Right. And my mom was like, I really wanted that. I really wanted her. And my dad's like, I wanted her. And so that's, I know, it's the it's the most beautiful story ever. I love it. Did they come to Russia? Yeah. So it took them exactly nine months to get me from the time they <laughs> asked me to, yeah, we, we laugh about that because my mom was like, I was pregnant. Uh, right? I waited nine I months waited for nine your months. ass. <laughs> exactly. Wait, they asked your permission first? They did because at 12 years old in Russia, um, that's when you get to just, you make a choice whether wow. you, or not you want to be adopted. If it was before 12, then you wouldn't have a choice. So what if you said no? Uh, well, they would have moved on probably. And, and what I would you have done? 
stay um, with the orphanage? So in the orphanage, yeah, they they actually kick you out at 16 and put you up with an apartment and give it a year for you to get yourself going to school and get a job and things like that. And after a year, they cut you off and then you figure out your life. Damn. Yeah. We have some statistics about that later, about adults who foster out or age out of the mm-hmm. foster system in the United States and what that does to them. Um, So you said, yes, obviously you're not. Yeah. So I immediately, I mean, they gave me a photo album. Did you get to read a bio of them? Yes. So I got a letter. I got a two page letter that was translated for me in Russian. They wrote in in English and it was translated to me in Russian. Um, I got a photo album. Do you still have the letter? Oh yeah. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) I have the letter. I have the photo album still all intact. um, And looking through the family, like they would, put pictures of their home they, themselves their pets my cousins and I'm like wow this family is great so and I read the letter and it was just talking about them and then at the end it was um there was a question that was asked would you like to be our daughter oh no I know you said this was the part I know I'm sorry. I told you it was I know happen. I know you um, did you warned me and those words, it was like, daughter. I haven't heard that in so long. And I said, yeah, of course. And they were like, are you sure? I was, think about it. Go and think about it. So I went, and all my friends were all over me. And they were like, you have to go. You have to go to America. It's, you know, all your dreams will come true. And it's the land of opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all the opportunity. That was a foursome um, joke. Because I'm crying. And I'm trying And we tried not eyes. to make it weird. Um, but yeah, and at that time, we were actually watching, um, you know that movie by, with Britney Spears in the Crossroads? Yeah. That's my favorite movie in the world. So we literally looked at it. That's America. Like, that's it. Oh, God, honey, no. I know. I I shortly and soon, very very soon found out it was not it. How old were they when they adopted you? They were in their 20s. And why did did they choose adoption? So my mom, um, they've tried for a while to have children, and my mom couldn't have kids. Okay. So did they, they try IVF or surrogacy, or did they just go straight for adoption? I think adoption? they just went straight for okay. adoption, yeah. What made them choose Russia over anywhere else? So they were, at the time, they were going to church, and they met this couple that adopted from Russia. And oh, they nice. were very, very intrigued. Okay. And so they got in contact with the agency. They got in contact with the foster family that I stayed with. Oh, nice. So we're all we're all close, all yeah. of us as a community wow. of people. And, um and that's just where their heart, you know, they felt like they needed to help somebody in Russia. And where did they live in America? Fountain Valley. Oh, my God. <laughs> did they really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's literally like the most American town. In, that's like, it's a nice it's place like to Irvine. live. It's literally the saying. Thank of, you. I was trying to figure out what their motto is. That's literally on that's their, their motto. Yeah. It's a nice place to live. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. It's no, good. it really is. Kevin grew up like right on. My husband grew up like right on the border of Fountain Valley. So, yeah. um, so how? So it took you nine months to get out here, mm-hmm. and like, how fucking scared were you? Oh my god! So it took them two trips, right? First trip, um, I stayed with them in a hotel for a week, um, and it was just me, mom, and dad, and sometimes an interpreter would like come with Did us. Did they learn Russian? Some, some. That's a, a hard bit. fucking language, bro. Dude, yeah, and it sounds angry too. It does. Oh, <laughs> they, everybody sounds upset. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm not upset. I'm just yeah. having a conversation. They, they were Stop yelling. Yeah, they had to, they had to adjust with lots of cultural things. Like they can't whistle. Yeah, that's bad luck. Mm-hmm. I whistle. N- not, not that it's bad luck. It's actually, you're boasting about your um, financial 
like that you're rich. So what? when you're whistling, you're like, ha ha ha. What about at like a baseball me. game and you're like cheering somebody on? Well, we don't. I don't know if we have baseball. I think it's soccer. Or get like oh. someone's attention, like over here. Hey. That yeah, that's fine. But if okay. you're just standing you're just there like, whistling, yeah, yeah. The interpreter told my dad because my dad's a, like he whistles all the time. Yeah. And he, she was like, he's whistling. Stop doing that. We're like in a train, and I'm I'm like nobody smiles because that's we don't show emotion. Uh, we're just too prideful for that. <laughs> so we don't show. And we that's don't on the Russian side. Yeah, that's drive on around. <laughs> so. Okay, I have so many fucking questions. Let's go. Okay. Oh I, my I'm god. Here. <laughs> okay, here so it. you clearly know a lot about where you came from. Mm-hmm. 99% of adopted children know the story of their adoption and know they're adopted and know something about their birth family. 99%. That statistic actually blew my fucking mind. So I was going to ask you if you knew anything about your family, but clearly everything. you know everything, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of issues um, that come with adoptions, especially closed adoptions. Genetics can be a really big deal. Like if you don't know that your family has a history of hunting disease or a history of ovarian cancer like that can be a big fucking deal Mm -hmm. there's a lot of other things too like mental health clearly there was some mental health issues Mm -hmm. in your family and it's nice that you're aware of that Mm -hmm. Um, and it's nice that you can sort of understand where you came from and become a better person because of it rather than just question who they were Mm -hmm. your whole life and I'm sure you knew people at the orphanage who knew nothing Mm -hmm. about their family yeah Yeah. a lot of our kids a lot of us we either have a mom or a dad that was alive or really? a relative that was alive. Um, there was a few that their parents just passed away. Um, but the problem is what we're having right now, and my sister now, she's also adopted from, but she was out from a different orphanage. And so her and I are having an issue with knowing our, our health because we don't know. We were so like, yeah, we were 12 and you think that's old enough to know, but we were separated from our yeah. parents basically our whole life and then we were put in the orphanage so we have no idea what our parents struggled with so I knew the only thing I know is my grandma has breast cancer that's it that's so a I'm big like, one though that's a big one but what else you that's know a big one. what else do like we that's, got that's a big deal when I was researching about adoption was that if the kids know a little bit about their birth history it actually makes them much more like physically capable of dealing with like adversity mm-hmm. and like understanding where they came from mm-hmm. understanding like their heritage really really helps as far as can you can you attest to that like knowing who your parents were actually was beneficial for you it it is it really is because i mean when i go to the doctor just for health reasons alone when i go to the doctor and tell them i'm able to say this is what i know for a fact and then if they need to test me whatever but mentally though knowing knowing why can you say like that you're happy that you were adopted like that you're I'm of course always happy I'm I'm happy I'm, I was adopted I still to this day and I'm 29 now I'm still dealing with all of that rejection mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. abandonment yep rejection yep always asking that, why those were the first two that were listed in the and the yep. highest reasons mm-hmm. that are the highest issues in adult mm-hmm. adoptees mm-hmm. that they struggle with abandonment issues and they struggle uh, with a t- detachment too detachment, they yep. detach a lot and then also struggling with self with identity mm-hmm. but if you knew where you came from i feel like and you also had this like strong russian heritage and this background i feel like you brought that with you did your adoptive parents or do you just call them your parents
parents. My parents. Do your, did your parents do anything that kind of like, like, did they make Russian food or did they like change anything in their house to kind of like incorporate like cultural things Actually, from Russia or no. put you in like Russian folk dance in here no. really no yeah and I'm 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 actually glad that they didn't because I needed to be it's it's a new chapter okay you're starting over you know and I was I think so I feel like off. that's a new book <laughs> it's just not a chapter I feel like that's a new volume of your life yeah, like, yeah that's a pretty big much change. it's a huge change but I, I'm glad because they literally just submerged me in, in American America uh, yeah and I learned English in about three months or so what I was able to understand and broken I mean I wasn't perfect there was a lot I'm of issues perfect. but Are you kidding me but yeah it was just so, yeah. so they they put you in school. You, you started junior school. Oh fuck, that's a great idea. Okay, so I was gonna say, did you just jump into no, no, fucking no, no, junior no, no, high no. with those amazingly psychotic human beings called no, teenagers? No. <laughs> right. Wow. So I was in sixth grade, sixth grade when I got here. So that's a big change though for you mm-hmm. since you were at an orphanage, like mm-hmm. you're surrounded by kids your own age, and now you're homeschooled, and you've already had sex, so mm-hmm. now you're horny and yeah. But you know what? Man. You know how kids. When they get siblings and, for example, they're potty trained, but then they regress. Right. That is correct. I didn't have a childhood. I basically was surviving on my own. I had my, I was on my own. Yeah. Now, when my parents adopted me, their main focus was to teach me how to be a family, how to be part of a family. How to be a kid. How to be a kid again. So... I think mentally, honestly, I regressed. I started playing with dolls. I never played with dolls before. I started dressing. I started like having crazy hair, not caring what I'm wearing, and like just being free, like an like eight-year-old, like a seven-year-old, yeah. like playing yeah. dress-up. Yeah, yeah. And so experiencing the things you didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think with with my mom, her decision to homeschool me was because she wanted to create that bond mm-hmm. between her and I, and that helped us so much with her teaching me and teaching from each other how do we learn you know are we hands-on are we listening are we visuals like you know what I mean it's and your parents really like went above and beyond and learned the psychology of of an adoption and like what they should be doing and how and did you ever feel did you ever lash out were you ever angry with them yeah oh Oh my goodness I mean my main fear was that they were going to send me back honestly um just because god do you have nightmares still about it no not anymore I, I think when I turned 18, I was adopted at 12 and I turned 18 and that's when it solidified. Like my parents love me mm-hmm. unconditionally. Yeah. And just because I'm adopted doesn't change it. So, but prior to that, it took that long for me to just to solidify that because Six I was years. so scared. Like yeah. I mess up. I make, I, I had, I have daddy issues. Sure. <laughs> like major. Yeah. So if I upset my dad, it's like, he's so upset. He's going to send me back or he's so unhappy with me. He regrets me like all of these things. And I, and that's, it derives from, yeah, you know, Did you, and your Russia. dad, he was able to kind of like always confirm without like overindulging. Yeah. That. He had his own love language, I guess, okay. towards me. Um, he was <laughs> a know, police you just officer. Said, you just so said he, my, my trigger word. I love love languages. <laughs> yeah. so. He's a police officer? He's a police officer. So growing up with a police officer was, it's different. It's, it's different. Wow. He sees, he sees the worst of the world and I get it. He sometimes would bring it home and want to protect me from that. Yeah. And, um, but he was strict with me and I think I personally believe I needed it. 
I don't disagree. Yeah. What so. about your mom? What did she do? She was an occupational therapist, cool. but uh, during the time of um, during adoption and once we they got me, she just focused she stayed on home. you. Yeah. She yeah. Just, genius. Yeah. Did they ever adopt again? Yeah, a year and a half later, they adopted again Get a thirteen-year-old from Russia. <laughs> yep. No way. A girl Another or a boy? Another tour. Another tour came. <laughs> a girl or a boy? A girl. Are do you love her? Yeah, I was asked to. Um, they asked me, "Do you want a sister?" And since I oh. don't have sis- <gasps> don't have my sisters, my biological ones that oh. um, I always want to find yeah. and always want to meet, and so when they asked me. I absolutely said, yeah, of course, I want a sister. So we're only six months apart. Wow. Are you st- and you're close with her? We're um, not that close, um, just because I think we both have our own. We, we, we have a bond because we sure. both came from the same place. It's called a trauma bond. Yeah, And exactly. that's fine. Yeah, and that's fine. And Ooh, trauma bond, new punk name. Oh <laughs> new trunk band, Trump, uh, trunk, <laughs> oh my God, punk, punk? band name, trauma bond. There you go. Oh my Perfect. God. All you know ideas. you need unique you know oh. are you good god damn it these you beers have eight percent that's the lowest percentage beers New York. <laughs> you guys gotta come down here and try these red beers. leather <laughs> yellow leather okay i'm better okay here we go um are you closer with your biological sister you think i don't know them My no i thought you sister. said you mm-hmm. did i thought you said that you guys were like looking up stuff no. You're, oh, when no. you say sister, do you mean? I, mean, I think you, yeah. No, my, okay. my orphanage kids. You don't? No, my sisters were taken away. But you never found them? Mm-mm. You never found Mm-mm. them? No, I still want to, but I've never found them. Don't know how. Um, hello, <laughs> internet. Hello, internet, everyone. Help me. Everyone out in the internet, internet. please. Hello, hello, hello. Internet. internet. I need you I to need help, help help find Nat's sisters. Help, 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 help find Nat's sisters. <laughs> what if we found them? What would you do? I I dream about it every day. Oh, honey. I do. So when, oh, God, when was the last time you saw your sisters? Was that day when they got taken? The you never second saw, you youngest never, I didn't you see, even, but the youngest one, That's that was the last day. What's her I name? I don't even know. Anya. Anya, Anya. if you're out there. Yep. <laughs> Anyone who knows Anya, no. um, and then uh, they only adopted the, the other one. The I, I believe I'm told that they, they both are adopted. No, your parents. Oh, my parents. Yes, they they only adopted one. Nice. My my aunt uncle adopted my friend from my orphanage as well, so she's my cousin now. <laughs> I know. Holy crap! I, know. You have I told so you. <laughs> you ready for this? This is amazing. <laughs> I know. Okay, so now you're 29, mm-hmm. right? And can you, I ask a question before oh God, we get please into do. Yeah. older age? Yeah. Because you you mentioned the company is something Christian something. Mm-hmm. What's Nightlight. it called? Nightlight Christian Adoption. So. Your parents are a Christian, mm-hmm. like big Christian. Were they going to church every mm-hmm. Sunday? Mm-hmm. Were, were you into that? Was that kind of a yeah? That was part of yeah. That was I mean we were um, Catholics in Russia, and mm. it wasn't we didn't practice any of no. it. Right. Um, was that an adjustment for you to go to church? Definitely, but it was just it felt like when I first got here, just a community of people, and yeah. okay. it felt loving and it felt kind and everything and. 
Um, I was in church all through high school. I was a leader. I was a VBS teacher. I was everything, you know. And then VBS is Vacation Bible, Bible School. Awana. Do you remember? <laughs> oh, Iwana? I know Awana. <laughs> yep. I did a day. I did a big sleepover in a gymnasium with Awana. Oh, mm. There you go. Coed. No. No. Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Hi, this is America, where the Puritans came from. No. No. There was no vodka, yeah. and there are no boys. Oh, yeah. So, but um, I mean things change life changes and i still have my faith and but it's it's not the same it's not the same as yeah and they're super conservative you were saying they are they are and i think um my big thing is even growing up in the church is making sure that what i believe is my own sure. you know and for a while, for a long time it was like you know we oh, believe know. we have you have to do this and it's mm-hmm. like no and a lot of our, my friends even too they went their own way because we need to figure it out you know for I ourselves think you're a little more independent than do you feel more independent than I guess I guess you can't compare it to anything but you sound more independent than say someone who was raised by their biological family to do something I was a lamb I was literally, I followed I followed everywhere and I did anything anybody ever told me I still do what yeah. people tell me and like I think it comes from you know not being coddled but like wanting to you know be the good older child and whatnot mm-hmm. and you're so independent I feel like you are do you feel independent I think I feel more of, like I said, it, in Russia, we were survivors. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Okay. So even now, it's like, no matter what happens in life, I feel like I'm just a survivor. I'm just figuring out what's the next step. How can I, how can I live? You I feel know? like you're a warrior. Like survivors, <laughs> like that's not the right word. Like, I don't know. Okay. I have a really random question. Uh-huh. Do you wish your mother would have given you up for adoption when you were a baby? Sometimes. Okay. Yes and no. Just because so I think I would avoid a lot of the pain of rejection. Uh-huh. There was, the, I believe there still gonna, would be a question of why. Why did you? Yeah. But knowing why, it makes me... <laughs> knowing why. I'm angry as fuck. Right. Like, right. So then we have all these kids who get put up for adoption when they're in utero. Mm-hmm. Really. Like the mom decides, hey, I, I don't want an abortion, but I also right. don't want a baby. So yeah. I'm going to give this baby up for adoption and... Uh, it's going to be a closed. I can't do that. I mm-hmm. can't do an open adoption. I don't want to talk to the baby. I don't yeah. want to know the baby. Yeah. And I'm sure those kids have this crazy, like, unanswered question of who are my parents? For like, sure. And it's why. The, the big question is why, too, is why did you give me up? But now that you know why, does it help? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it did. And I wish I had a better answer for you. But honestly, because th- my parents are still well and alive, you know, yeah. and they have their own families. My dad on my 21st birthday told me he's having a child with his wow. wife. And I'm like, what the fuck? You wow. know, like, where were you? like, why? Where were you? So now when I see pictures of their families why do you even together. have them in your life in your sphere of social uh, activity it like is why attachment it's okay it's something it's psychological. yeah you're it's like, like punishing yourself i am yeah i'm, I'm a masochist stop doing 100%. that 100 um is but, your mom alive and well yeah and we talk i have zero respect for her but we talk and um, so it's more for her than you mm-hmm. yeah did she ever say sorry both of them did, um, but it's kind of half-assed. My dad sure. is kind of out of sight, out of mind. Okay. Like when I visited in 2008, he's all teary-eyed and seemed regretful. Blah blah. As soon as I left, it was like I didn't hear from I him, and I only hear from him literally once a year on my birthday. And the messages are getting shorter and shorter and shorter. So, I mean, it just it brings up a lot of anger, and sometimes reminds me of 
this is where I came from. You did not care. You did not want me, but these people did. And it brings me full circle Back around to, them, to, to respect them, to, to call to them. To my, to my adoptive family who mm-hmm. chose me out of that book together you know and that just kind of puts everything in perspective and I simmer down and I'm like okay I'm good (laughs) I think we have to go through that we have to to process we have to feel it out I have to I have to feel it in order to process it Okay, we're going to take a break. That was huge. Because wow. that, that was heavy. fucking floored right now. We're going to take a fast break to pee and Perfect. get another beer. And we're going to come back and talk about some statistics on uh, adoption. And um, in the U.S., some history about adoption and what it looks like. And why Russia won't let us adopt from them anymore. Oof, I know, it's huge. And I would love your thoughts on this. We'll be right back, guys. It's Corey and Robert from the So So Scrutiny podcast. Little background on us. I've been a school teacher for six years. I have a kid on the way and I love to read. And I've been working in the film industry for the past six years. I don't want kids. And the most reading I do is Netflix captions. Every week, Corey and I scrutinize movies, music, video games, food, and everything in between. We have some of our closest friends to stop by to scrutinize stuff with us and share their stories, plus some amazing musicians we know, like the Dares and Jordan from Newfound Glory. I also invite some incredible filmmakers I've had the pleasure to work with on the podcast to talk about their careers and the industry. Download the So So Scrutiny podcast for free on iTunes, Spotify, and most podcast platforms. Or visit SoSoScrutiny.com for every episode, videos, merch, and more. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Robert. I'm Corey. The So So Scrutiny podcast. humans we are here with a warrior and a survivor i'm not gonna give up um you really did you survived and and like in the most awesome way because you are legitimately an amazing human being so tell me a little bit about your adult life like what are you doing you go to school you're working what do you do i know know you work at my favorite brewery in the entire world and our (laughs) official sponsor four sons but tell me about you as a person like what 
What do you do? Oh, God. You're putting me on the spot. And you did not tell me this. I know. <laughs> but you it's told a whole beautiful uh, adoption story. Just tell me about yourself. Um, That's got to be easier. Well, I have always, since the orphan days, I've always wanted to be with kids. I've always wanted to work with kids. So I went to school and got my bachelor's from Arizona State um, in human development and family studies. And yeah, I worked wow. at a preschool. I was a director at a preschool and an infant director um, for a couple of years. And then um, I actually, this family, the Dufresne family, <laughs> four sons, they've become my second family. And Aren't I've known they them for amazing? Past, yeah, they're absolutely amazing. <laughs> I've known them for almost now, thinking almost 10 years, yeah. nine years. Um, so, and kind of, that's how I've been involved with four sons. I've been involved with them since they even started, um, brewing in their garage. Mm -hmm. So, um, which, which son did you meet first? Derek. I was actually best friends with Rachel. Um, we met while I, right out of high school. I tell the listener who Rachel is. Rachel is, um, Derek's wife. And Derek and is the, the head brewer. Second of four sons. Yep. Okay. Um, and so we were working at a uh, daycare together. Aww. And so we met there, and then I started coming around family functions and uh, met Derek, and we started hanging out, and then I met the rest of the family. And Duke and Don literally take pretty much anybody in, and they fill them with love yep. and care, and, yep. and they're just so kind. Yep. We have one of those. It's called Nana. <laughs> yeah, we have one of those, too. We have a lot of adopted <laughs> sisters and brothers exactly. and aunts and uncles. Yeah, that, it's, a, it's a great feeling, and yeah. we, Dawn and I always joke, like, I'm the, her, you know, adopted daughter. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been adopted twice. <laughs> <laughs> so They are a yeah, great family, a great and family. Yeah. we love them tremendously, so we're very appreciative to them. Um, say cheers again. Starovia. Strovia. 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 To the family. To the family. What, what are you drinking? The same thing, Ashley? Uh -uh. What'd you get? Your favorite. I got a sour. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's not my favorite at It all. is not. Um, I'm having the pineapple sour, <laughs> which apparently... All right, let me try it. It was apparently I love a boo-boo. Um, it was supposed to be the uh, vacation, but it just got a little too sour, so they made it a sour. That's probably the best sour I've had. Still, I'm still not That's digging huge that. huge praise because he hates <laughs> fucking sours. But that pineapple, really, I love pineapple. And I, got, got I got the blueberry seltzer, man. It's We're trying not to have like, two IPAs because then well, I black out. Yeah. That first one, I was like, oh, I can handle eight percent. <laughs> I sounded like the translator. What's the seltzer? Four. Oh, okay. That's doable. Yeah. It's not bad. I think it's fine. Shit. It's so good. It tastes like champagne. It's um, so you, what are you going to do now? What are you feeling like you're going to do? So, well, right now, I mean, I'm still with Four Sons. I'm doing their marketing. And I switched kind of from being with kids to this just because I wanted to explore to see Hell what yeah. else can I Try do. Hell yeah. different avenues and venues. Yeah. And I miss, I miss, I miss so much working with the kids. And, yeah. Hold on. Um, I, got, I got a lot of marketing questions because okay. I try to market this podcast. Let's go. What? Why did the family trust you? Did you have a new background have in that? No idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. No. Um, did they come I to just, you with that idea, they, or did you, were they like, "Hey, we got a job, but we don't know what it is. What can you do for us?" Right. Or? It was mainly. I, I, I'm tech savvy um, okay, and you. social oh, media savvy. Those crazy Russians over there. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> Born right? With a laptop exactly. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, out of my head. Yeah. And so I, uh, I just took 
good photos and I kind of had an idea of their clientele and they had other marketing people before and they did a great job too but I just didn't think they captured the family business the way I would have because I'm so close to the family and I will say in the last three years I felt like the Instagram is so much more family focused birthdays mm-hmm. um, celebrating them as people the Mother's Day post mm-hmm. the Father's Day post did you know today is National Brothers Day no way okay God, so when we hang up that. you need to post something because it's National to. Brothers That's Day crazy. so I know you have a picture of the four of them oh so yeah po- fucking po- uh, there's absolutely. your give me come on head of marketing you sure didn't know this I know right post at 8 a.m. come on <laughs> there's so many national days of here's what I'm upset about I come to Four Sons all the time and I also take my cans of Four Sons whenever I go somewhere. I've never been featured in a Four Sons post and I'm pretty sure that that's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why she's on the podcast. You're trying, huh? So you're fishing. I'm pretty upset okay. because I post really Notated. cute pictures. Uh, as Notated. a producer, I appreciate a repost from What's mm. Position. You know? uh, mm-hmm. I appreciate the repost. Um, let's talk about adoption. <laughs> now on. that we're, now we just like bash me. That's why uh, the official <laughs> <laughs> You're good. You can go. Um, so adoptions in the United States before the before the 1800s were not legally recognized in the United States. Um, you can send the child to an orphanage until the family could get back on their feet. This is in the 1800s, Nat, in the United States, okay? True adoption began mid-19th century, but was done away from courts and in secret um, because there was a lot of stigma surrounding adoptions and the adopted. And do you ever feel like you are stigmatized? Do you ever feel like people are like, (gasps) you're adopted? Like, what do people normally say when you tell them you're adopted? Kind of like your reaction. Wow, you're adopted? I didn't know. I didn't know. I I literally had no fucking That's pretty much... I was was like, wait, she's adopted and she's from Russia? Yeah, like, what? What the fuck is wrong with it? I I don't know what your parents look like, but, I mean, do do you guys look similar? They're Greek. So then, a little bit. Well, so you're, yeah, well, Kinda, European. Yeah, yeah. yeah but did like, you get some like, hey, you guys don't look at all like each other at all? Uh, my mom and my, I mean, we still don't look like each other, but she looks younger than she is. I don't know why. And huh. good for they her. always say oh, like, oh, you guys Greek. are sisters and blah, blah, blah. And so, oh. yeah, I mean. So, but did do you feel like you were able to pass as their child because you were white and they were white? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because there is a very huge debate among individuals who adopt that they should not adopt outside their race. Mm. (laughs) Mm. I feel like you have some strong feelings about that. Um, The debate um, as as to the importance of race matching has been contentious when it comes to black children being placed with white parents. The first recorded multiracial adoption of a black child by white parents took place in Minnesota in 1948, um, but there was actually backlash from the African-American uh, black social workers, and they uh, took that to a cause and said that they wanted there to be less of that because apparently adoption centers were actively trying to place African-American children and Native American children with white families. And the Native Americans actually got involved and they were like, listen, we appreciate that people want to adopt these children, but don't actively seek out homes for them that are 
of a race other than their own because the cultural heritage of African Americans and Native Americans and someone who's Hindu, someone who's Korean, someone who's Chinese, these individuals need to be able to hold on to that culture. And there was laws in place in the 70s that said you could not actively separate race from race. What are your thoughts on that? Didn't know that there was a law, but... Not anymore. They abolished it. Perfect. But I think, in my opinion, obviously, uh, if you're drawn to a child, you're drawn to a child. Right. You you can't stop that. However, you have to study... If you're committing yourself, you have to study to the culture, how they're raised, how they're going to be treated. You have to understand it through and through because that's the only way you're going to be able to guide them when they yeah. get older. What if you have someone who, okay, so not even remotely fucking close in any way, shape, or form. So I'm going to just preface this, preface this mm-hmm. statement with that. I have naturally curly hair, and it's fucking gnarly, right? It's crazy and poofy and wild. Like- My mother has stick straight hair, and all of her other daughters have stick straight hair. So she used to cut my hair off, and she said, I just don't want to deal with your rat's nest. I just mm-hmm. don't want to deal with your rat's nest. And it wasn't until I lived with my aunt, who has naturally curly hair, and she's from, we're all, we're from Hispanic, we're from Sinaloa, Mexico, so we have this Mexican beautiful hair. My aunt taught me how to love it and take care of it. If you put an African-American child into a home with Caucasian parents, Mm -hmm. they're not going to even know how to do their hair. It's as simple as that. That is a fucking my aunt adopted one from Haiti. Thing mm-hmm. did I, she really? Mm-hmm. Can I cut in real quick? Sure. I love John Oliver. The last week with John love Oliver. Last he week did John Oliver. an amazing segment on black hair. Yes, that's he did. All, I watched that, it. That's all it was. And man, as a white person, that's why I had I'm saying no, this. Like I thought I did, but I had no, no fucking clue. No. Mm-hmm. And as yeah, you should just educate yourself because that is For a sure. whole thing that I had if no idea about. If you go on YouTube, you can look up John Oliver, and you should just look up John Oliver's talk about black hair because he prefaces it a thousand times. He's like, "Look, clearly I'm not the guy to be talking about this, but, but someone needs to talk about this because and they won, they win Emmys every year. It's so amazing. It's, like, it's an amazing segment good. if you haven't seen it. But like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like your culture was your culture ever like snubbed out did you get to learn about russian culture like in, when you did homeschool projects did you ever do anything about russian culture or look at your heritage or like want to go to russia and like study there was it, not i mean surprisingly no not really just because did you ever feel like that was taken from you or you just never felt like that i just never felt like it just because i honestly uh, i mean i was there until 12 and mm-hmm. i felt like i I've seen what I needed to see at this point. And to I mean, me, you saw, you saw some shit. Yeah. So <laughs> to me, I'm like, why? I just want to learn now. This is my new life. I want to know everything about here and about the people here and the culture here and all that stuff. So in the 1990s, Russia was one of the top adoptive countries for the United States. Uh, more than 4,000 Russian children were adopted by the U.S. families every year between 1998 and 2005. 4,000 Russian children per year were adopted in the United States from 98 to 2005. <laughs> when Russia shut off the adoption pipeline, U.S. families and adoption professionals were literally like they didn't know what to do because this was a huge place for them to get, and I hate to say this, white children who could be adopted and they aren't they aren't babies from China, they aren't babies from Korea, they aren't babies from Haiti, they're babies that they can integrate into their family and 
pass, I guess, mm-hmm. is the word. I, I, it, do you ever feel like that's why they did that? I never actually really thought about that. I mean, now, I mean, it makes sense um, to kind of maybe not deal with, per se, like, the hassle. Yeah, that's a lot of hassle. You know, yeah. and regardless, though, if you're... But they could have gone to, US, to the United States. Did they ever tell you why they went to Russia and not the United States? The foster system here it's is trash. Yeah. It's hot so, trash. And then which it, is probably why a lot of the listeners thought you were going to say that you were like whipped every day and <laughs> ate like oatmeal, three meals a day. And like were in the foster system for 90 years of your yeah, life and got sexually no. assaulted constantly. It was because that's the foster system. I've seen the, the movie States. Matilda. I know how it is. We know. Yeah. We've yeah. seen little, we have movie like Hollywood talks to us about mm-hmm. how bad orphanages are in the United States. I, I mean, I've experienced, I've seen it. I, so many of my friends and things like that. They've been through the foster in the United States, in the United States. And it's, it's worse. By the right? age of 15, you've been to 35 homes. And you've been molested and you're in 30 of them. with how many rejections, how much abuse. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. The foster system the in the baggage. United States is run on money. And so mm-hmm. families can actually, I, I talk to a lot of people in the in the line of work that I do in, in, uh, in mental health care, a lot of people who say, you know, I was in the foster system and they're just automatically diagnosed with a mental health condition. Oh, 100, yeah. Just automatically. Like, yeah. it's just, if you're in the foster system, you're fucked. Like, you're m- fucked for the rest of your life. Like, you are going to be mm-hmm. bipolar or schizophrenic or depressed or molested or have PTSD. It's Speaking of movies, um, I don't think you've seen it. I keep mentioning it to you, Ashley. What? Tell have me. you ever seen Three Identical Strangers? No. Oh, I do need to see this. It's a documentary, right? So, someone like yourself should watch it. Because really? it blew my mind on human development. I don't want to spoil anything, but it, it just, it's the most crazy fucking story you've ever heard in your All life. I know I'm is down. that triplets were adopted into three different homes. Why don't even want to say that? But yeah, it's, that's what it is. That's, it's, that's right. It starts with these themes. Oh the, well, yeah, because you can say that because they were famous. They like in the yeah. 80s. They did they, a lot of twin studies. They found on these each guys. other, mm-hmm. and these three triplets, like they were put in three different homes, and weren't told that they even had trip, like had brothers. And through just society, Ugh. like, hey, you look like this guy. Hey, you look like this guy. And just society brought yeah. them together, and then they went on these talk shows, oh and <laughs> they dive deep yeah. into why they were split, and maybe not the only ones. Mm-hmm. And Whoa. it explains, man, it is just. I'm gonna go watch it tonight. Yeah, like, so what exciting. is it on? <laughs> Netflix. Just it rent on? it, even if. Oh, it's just it? free just if, even if it's five dollars like whatever it is just rent it's it. worth, worth it, it. Okay. it's three identical guarantee strangers it's worth it. Let's go. um in, in in 2012 so you made it by six seven eight years i was 2004 okay russia and vladimir putin signed into law that prohibited the adoption of russian children by u.s citizens what are your thoughts uh, well it's it's sad it is, right? Like, um, what do you think is the fuel for this? Like, why is he doing this? Because too many of um, Russian, especially boys, too, are being taken out. And by 18, you are automatically enlisted. Oh. So the more you're taking out, <gasps> the less they the have. less they have. And some, maybe they're, you know, children, like, they're just not happening as fast yeah. as they used to be. And yeah. You're saying that their their orphanage system, I guess, foster system, is pretty good. It's pretty good. So it's not, like, terrible, but it's, yeah. Right. It's and and than that, that is just my my experience and yeah, my orphanage. Yeah, it could have changed. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. my sister also, but she, her orphanage was different. She lived in, like, 130 
kid orphanage, you know. But and she I would, wasn't upset with but her. But it's still, yeah, yeah, it's still you you grow to love your people that are raising you there. So yeah. It's, Do you yeah. still talk to them, by the way? Some of them, yeah. No, Some like of them the, probably the already directors. Oh, no, shut up. <laughs> Adoption in the United States. Um, Pre-Roe versus Wade, so in the 70s, pre-abortion rights for women 20 percent of unmarried white women who became pregnant relinquished their child for adoption 20 percent of women who were pregnant of white women who were pregnant gave their child up for adoption prior to abortion remember that statistic i gave you earlier yeah yeah, yeah. i was way off <laughs> yeah because the total number of people, this is your statistic of the day, the total number of people who give their children up for adoption in the United States every year is 4%. What? Four. No way. I figured Four. it was under 50. That's, that's surprising. 4%. Since Roe versus Wade, it has dropped from 20% to 4%. Because women are able to end a pregnancy that is unwanted mm. and not have to carry that child to term Fuck, and give man. that child give up. Give the anti-abortion people that statistic. That's an amazing statistic. Do you agree that that's a good statistic? Like, would, wouldn't you have rather, like, what would you rather happen, like, in that situation? That's a hard question to answer. But, like, these women who are giving these children up for adoption and some of them end up in these foster systems where they're in there for 18 years and then they never get out and they're abused and they're turned over and over again and it could have been prevented but then at the same time fuck mm -hmm. you're here yeah i think yeah it is a tough question to answer but i don't think your mom was gonna go that route right like she was having children like she yeah, was just she having, was having them, them right. carelessly um i think if people are putting thought into because there are ways to find families and adopt for adoption yeah. and they stick with it and they don't end up in foster care yeah. you know and uh, a lot of them end up in foster care because parents are just incapable or doing you know yeah alcoholics oh my or God. drugs or we are things gonna like totally, that yeah we're gonna talk about why people give their kids mm -hmm. up for adoption but like now i feel like people are more inclined to and i mean i don't want people in foster care right mm -hmm. like i don't want people to have to go through the the mental anguish of feeling mm -hmm. unwanted or feeling right. like there's already enough people who were born to biological parents hi right here that feel unwanted by mm -hmm. their biological parents and aren't gonna be adopted like right I just get to know that my mom didn't want me. Like, that's just the end of that. Yeah. I probably, <clears throat> my dad didn't live so close and had semi-personal relationship. I would have asked my stepdad to adopt me. Yeah. So I'm just thinking about it now. Like, he was, as a single dude who's on Bumble a lot and sees a lot of single moms on there, and I don't want anything to do with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the fact that he came in with, like, three daughters, and my mom was cool about them, too. Like, yeah. That's huge. Like we, yeah. I never thought about like, yeah. Right? He kind of adopted me. Yeah, he did. Without the legalities, he did. And my mom probably didn't want to adopt his sister's daughters because they were crazy. But crazy. he did. <laughs> and, and my stepdad was a cop too, so I can. Yep. So you, I, my yeah. father he nodded. I was like, he knows. I understood because he was a dick. I, I really just him and I did not get along in high school. But after eighteen, he basically said like, I was a dick to you because I didn't want you to. Sorry, yep. sisters, if you're listening to me. Yep. Didn't mm -hmm. want me to, to turn out like them. They all got pregnant before they were married, and it was just not the best story. And he's like, I don't want you doing that. Like, exactly. I, got, I got a fresh start with this white I got kid. A fresh <laughs> so, fresh his stepdad's his step Hispanic. Hispanics. Yeah. Yeah. So, God bless um, John. God bless stepdads. Yeah, yeah we've well, done this yeah, before. Dude. Fucking unofficial sponsors. And stepmoms. And stepmoms. Hell yeah. Um, 
So how many Americans have adopted a child? Less than 2% of Americans have actually adopted a child, but one-third have considered it. One out of every 25 U.S. families with children has an adopted child, and these account for both uh, uh, children that are their family that they've adopted, but also adopted from another family. Um, U.S. citizens... uh, completed 19,000 adoptions in 2011 and almost 70%, I said this earlier, almost 70% of domestic adoptions so adoptions in the United States are open adoptions, which means there's a degree of openness and disclosure of information. Again, I still don't know how I feel about that. It can be good. I know a lot of people that were adopted and they find their birth parents and they realize they talk to them and create a bond of why and then they find the why and then it's like, oh, so you you put you did put me first when you put when you gave me okay you know and it, it kind of you don't you don't feel like you got put first you uh, feel oh, like no, it was absolutely forced, not right? yeah yeah. The, yeah absolutely not but there are a lot of positive stories with open adoption I believe too around 140,000 children are adopted in America every year wow 140,000 how cool is that Nearly 100 million Americans have adoption in their immediate family, whether it includes adopting, placing, or being adopted. And six, 100 million? Mm-hmm. A okay. third of the country. Has an adoption <laughs> wow, in was... their immediate family. Wow. Where they themselves, a family member, or a close friend was adopted. Do we... Do had we have, an adopted child. We, sorry, Ashley, do we have anybody adopted child. in our family? Well, my, my sister Cecily was adopted by my stepdad. Yeah, but... No, no, that's considered an adoption okay but you know what i'm talking about like straight up like no dna at all no we don't right no i've gone i've gone back in archery yeah that's interesting mm-hmm. we should <laughs> adopt somebody <laughs> let's go uh 60 not me 62 <laughs> percent of adopted children are placed in their adoptive families within one month of birth but what do you think the average age of the adopted child is Ooh, i like this i'm gonna question. tell you i'm gonna tell you right now so you don't know you, okay good. Get to, i don't want to guess because i, I want to guess no, no you're guessing okay. no you're guessing, oh, guessing? no you're guessing yeah, but I'm, I'm not guess. gonna make you wait okay. this is a good jeopardy oh wait what i'm not gonna make you wait Wait, as soon like as she'll you, answer I'm going to answer it right away. So, like, I'm not going to make it, like, the statistic of the uh, day. Where I think the age end. is between gotcha. six and nine. Okay. I'm going to say... I need you to narrow that down. Yeah, what's the... What's the? Is there an average... Ra- I, I is there an average a, actual average age? Average age. And I, I'll range. give you a year. So, you can say four plus or minus one year. You can say six, four to six. plus or gotcha. minus one year. Okay. Okay. I would say... Five. Okay, so five plus five or minus plus, a year. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say four. Maybe she was just throwing us a, a weird... 7.7. Oh. Seven years, seven I would have been right, seven point, You didn't say there was decimals involved. I'm just saying, 7.7. Okay. That's seven all right. Years. A little older than I thought. We're okay. going to talk about the LGBT population really quick in adoption. Um, it is still difficult for LGBT couples to adopt in this country, even though Come in on. 2016 it was effectively made legal in all 50 states. Um, it is absolutely ludicrous that this is something that they are still struggling with. Uh, there is no data that shows that living with same-sex couples leads to anything except a happy home. The more parents you have, the better off you are as an individual. That is the statistic that is proven time and time again. 
children. If you have two parents in the household, no matter what age you are, for no matter how long you are there, your mental health and your well-being are better off than those who only have one parent. And as someone who lived with one parent and then two, can you attest to that? Do you feel like your mental health is better with two parents than with one parent? Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. I, I mean, it's all about nurture. Right. From like that's it. Does it matter who is giving three, it to three you? Three identical strangers like, is gonna blow your fucking <laughs> yeah. mind. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. But yeah, it's nurture and that's the environment, you know, my parents created. Yeah. And, and nurture is, is what it is all about. It's and it's the foundation. It's the foundation. And if you're in a loving household with two people who love you and wanna give you a safe place to live and wanna create this environment where you can thrive as the person you're supposed to be, go fuck yourself if you don't think that that's a better place than a goddamn <laughs> fucking foster. It's usually Christians, home. right? It's kind of usually I, I, I is. no offense. Sorry. <laughs> LGBTQ couples are four times as likely to have adopted their child than uh, different sexed couples, so heterosexual couples. So the LGBT population adopts four times as much mm. as heterosexual couples, but they get their applications denied twice as often <laughs> for various reasons. So, so do you think it's... Uh, is that community... Just doing discriminated against? Yeah, yes. no, yeah, absolutely. But are they? <laughs> yes, yes, they do. What are they doing more, surrogate or adoption? Adoption. They are. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Because surrogate's probably way more expensive. You gotta well, have surrogacy somebody. Is, surrogacy, is, surrogacy is very or even expensive. IVF or anything uh, like surrogacy that. is expensive, and then also, like, if you find someone who's willing to do it for you, it's still expensive. Yeah. And if you go through a, a company to do it, it's even more expensive. Um, if you want your child to have your features, that's also going to bring in some mental health issues because you're going to look like one dad or one mom mm-hmm. and not the other. And and that's a big question. Would it be better, better to bring in a child from two separate people that you make your own or create a child with your with one of your biological markers? Dude, Corey, my friend Corey, my little ad for social scrutiny, he just had his kid Ooh. and he's already talking about the second one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we can choose what gender. Yeah. Like, they were told oh. basically a year and a half ago, like, yeah. you're never having kids. And now they have a brand beautiful daughter. She's battle. so beautiful. <laughs> and and we, him and I got drunk the other night. And I was like, all right, when's the next one coming out? And he's like, well, pretty soon because we want to have them, like, close to age. And I was like, all right, girl, boy, like, sisters? Or mm-hmm. he's like, oh, brother. Like, we want them. Hell yeah. The sister and the brother, wow. and I was like, "Wow, science!" Well, good luck. He's science. like, "He's like," science. I was like, "Good luck." He's like, "No, we get to choose." <laughs> I was like, "That's some Gattaca shit." Right? No. Another great movie. No, we've Gattaca already got the boy shit. on ice. <laughs> Just waiting to be implanted. LGBT, LGBT, and all the letters should have the same stuff Absolutely. that my friend Corey and Liz. Said. I That's agree. crazy because they're gonna be the best parents. If you're gonna spend like ten, you're willing Listen, to spend like ten thousand dollars for a to be shame. parents that bad. You want to be parents bad enough that you can fly to Russia three times in one year? <laughs> yeah. Fuck, dude. dude. God bless him. <laughs> I don't want to go fuck go to Russia. I don't yeah. want to go to Russia three times. I, mean, I don't want to go to Russia once. Maybe one. Oh, you, you, you should have No, I don't. I don't want to go. Why? I don't know. Because I hear the food's bad. Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm going to take you to a Russian store here, and they serve Russian food. I would like you to just make me Russian food. What's like I the, like, that. when you like, think of America, just, you like, think of like what? hot dogs like and Russian. hamburgers. Yeah, but like, when you what think is, of Russia, what's like the, I think the two of, like meat. Soup, cold, cold soup. I don't want borscht. borscht. <laughs> 
Borscht is like but a soup. You, yeah, it is soup. <laughs> but it doesn't that. have to be cold. No, but have you had it? No. Then how do you know you don't want it? I don't it? know. Okay. I'm down for like Where do you get it? It's uh, There's a little place called Moscow Deli. Um, Harbor. It's in Costa Mesa. Yeah, shout out. Hell's go. Okay. Moscow Deli. It's a very cute little super, super small Russian store. It has all the sweets. And when I step in there and the ladies start, they're all these grumpy old ladies. I love them. <laughs> love them to death. Um, but they do speak full Russian, barely any English. Wow. And it's like legit Russian store. Like I step into Russia when I go there. <sighs> the last time you were there was 2008? Uh, yeah. You want to go back soon? You want to go back? Um, I mean, I would go That's just to time. visit. I don't want to go see my family necessarily. No. I want to visit because I think the city is beautiful, and I think at this St. Petersburg, age, or yeah, St. Petersburg, okay. uh, How Moscow far is, is that beautiful as well. Uh, don't ask me that. Cool. <laughs> you say how far it is? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Producers on right. Producers Thank you very much. <laughs> how many children are available for adoption in the United States? There are currently 107,000 foster children eligible and waiting to be adopted. Um, the average child is uh, eight, and they have spent five or more years waiting for a family. Um, it, that blows my mind that there's just foster. Ch- I just I like I don't realize what it means to be a foster child in this country like I went and spoke at youth shelters but these youth were there because they were acting out and their parents sent them there or because their parents and them couldn't like come to a or they tried to commit suicide and the court was like you're clearly not taking care of your child so we're going to send them to this place for 60 days and let them kind of have a mental health recess yeah um, but those aren't foster kids you should get a foster child on here I don't Nine, oh, nine and a half miles from, or nine and a half hours from Moscow to St. Petersburg. I should get a foster kid on here. I, I don't know. know if I could do a, a minor. I don't think I would be allowed to. Well, someone you could who do was an adult, like who was a foster. I child. mean, if you know anybody, or if any of you have been a foster child, please let me know. Um, we're going to talk about how ad- adoption is good and bad. Um, sadly. Uh, children who are adopted are twice as likely to have schoolwork problems, three times as likely to have uh, classroom behavior problems, four times as likely to have to repeat a grade, and three times as likely to be suspended or expelled from school. Now, you were homeschooled, so you know none of those answers. Well, yeah, I was, but I went to school in Russia, and I skipped a lot. And you had a lot of those things. (laughs) But you graduated at 18? Yep. 17. And then you went to college and you got a fucking uh, degree. Yeah, yeah, I went to community college. Was it hard for you? Like, um not really. Good. I mean we have we have some mental health stats. Um mm-hmm. the most common condition for adopted children are ADD. 36% of adopted children are diagnosed with ADD, although I really would like to do an episode on ADD because I think that's a very American diagnosis and it has a lot to do with what we eat. But that's another story. Uh, Twenty-three. Oh, you want to talk about food? Twenty-three. <laughs> oh yeah, let's talk about food. Squirrel. <laughs> Squirrel. Twenty-three have a learning disability. Sixteen uh, percent have a speech impediment. Fifteen percent have developmental de- delays. And I think a lot of that has to do with a couple of things. One, the reason the baby was put up for adoption. So. If a baby was put up for adoption because the mother didn't know she was pregnant and nine months later she has a baby that she doesn't want and didn't know she had, what 
activities and behaviors was she engaging in while she was pregnant? Mm-hmm. If she didn't know she was pregnant, was she drinking? Was she doing drugs? Is that why the baby, was she smoking? Was she drinking caffeine? All of these things that go into the development of a baby in utero. And now that baby is born and you don't want that baby and you did, couldn't get an abortion because you didn't know you were pregnant or you were in denial or you were scared or you didn't know if you were going to keep it. And then once it was born, you decided not to keep it. I think a lot of that has to do with those types of situations. I think that when you look at the mental health of an adoptive child as an adult, I think depression and attachment issues and abandonment, things that can be talked through, um, not necessarily things that can be treated with drugs. Like I, I really feel like the loss of a parent needs to be worked on in therapy. And it's not necessarily like an I'm born with ADD kind of a thing. Are you diagnosed with ADD? Mm-mm. Did you have any learning disabilities of any kind? No. I, again, you were born to a mom who didn't realize she was going to end up giving you mm-hmm. up for adoption, right. right? She may not have been the best mom while she while she was pregnant, but you didn't suffer any consequences mm-hmm. because of it. I hope not. I don't, I don't <laughs> think you did. You're pretty fucking intelligent. <laughs> Infant and preschool age children who become available for adoption are usually the result of surprise pregnancies. Their birth parents may have given them up voluntarily, feeling unwilling or unable to care for childs the, child, the child themselves. Um, in some cases, they may have had to have the child removed from their care by a court or welfare agency after allegations of alcoholism, substance abuse, mental illness, or neglect. But in 70% of those cases, they are returned to that family or a family member. How's that make you feel? Hmm. Kind of breaks my heart a little bit. I, I would imagine, <laughs> seeing as how that was your situation. Yeah. Being returned, I mean, ugh. Like, you're happy that you left that situation and went to the orphanage and lived, and you would have lived there happily until 16. Yeah. I mean, my life, my quality of life would not be as this at all. But No. Right. Yeah. What do you think about America in general? Like, were you happy to come here? Yeah. I mean, you get, I mean, America was answer to everybody's prayers is what I thought. You when know? did you become a citizen? Uh, upon adoption. No way. Mm-hmm. That's rad. Yeah. That's very cool. <laughs> you didn't have to take a test or anything? No. I'm curious. You're saying that you knew America was like this land of opportunity. How did land you... Land of opportunity. There you go. How, how did you know that in Russia? Was, movies. In, Hollywood. In Russia allowed all that in? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, we had old movies and honestly... Putin way, wasn't there when she was there. True, but it's, it's always been Russia. You yeah, know? that's true. No, no. It's, it's MTV, so, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, TV. I mean, Charmed. I grew up on Charmed. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They got Charmed show. in Russia? Dude, Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Every, wow. every Thursday CW, huh? or Wednesday, I believe. Mm. I forget what day it was on, but all of us in, in our So that our was floor. better than what was being made in Russia with all the shows yeah, and all the Yeah, and we just thought, you know, going to America, we would have a better future we'll go to school you know and here we knew we knew our fate at 16 i wasn't gonna go to school not like, realistically why like, not like right. england you know england's pretty good it's pretty it close very in our faces england that's true it wasn't in our face i guess yeah america's real America. in your face <laughs> i feel like england and i didn't read any statistics on like which countries adopt from which countries but i feel like england on the next episode of what's <laughs> probably adopts from within more than they adopt from like 
other countries. Yeah, but they're pretty they're pretty diverse for an island. That's very true. Very, a lot of <laughs> Indians. A lot of Indian Americans. A lot of black people. A, a lot of Asian yeah. Indians. Yeah. Um, so 70% of all youth in foster care and adoption um, have the desire to attend college, but only 25% of those achieved that dream. So I wanted you to know that you are among the 25% of adopted children who actually achieved the dream of going to college. Woo-hoo. It does not give me a detail of how many graduated, but you did that too, and I'm sure that's not, <laughs> yeah. that number's less. So, congratulations on being Thank amazing. You. Um, <laughs> did you know that National Adoption Awareness Month is in November? Yeah. Okay. Do you I, celebrate? I dr- yeah, what I do draw do? a smiley face on my palm every time. Oh, I'm gonna come I'm in here in November it. with mine. Do it. Do is it. that the official symbol? Isn't a smiley face? I, I have no idea, but oh, I, it's I when it, when so it just started, made that up? no, Solid. no, no, no. It, it is a thing, <laughs> oh, okay. and it's been going on for years. And I don't know how a smiley face came out, but you draw a smiley face and then you post it Aww. and say, "I'm adopted." Okay, then I will not draw a smiley face because that's not my thing. <laughs> I will not take that away. Um, there's a couple myths I wanted you to bust for us. You oh, ready? Jesus. Okay. Adopted adults have relationship issues that are unavoidable. Adoptees cannot properly bond with anyone in their life due to the trauma they have experienced from their birth parents when placed up for adoption. Is that a myth? Nah. You think that's real? It is. Okay. They do say that there is quite a bit of low self-esteem, fears of rejection, fears of abandonment, and fears of change. Would you say that that's all true? All. You going to therapy? No. Superb. (laughs) (laughs) I am fucked up all about this. going to come on this podcast once a week. (laughs) I know. know, This is why I come and sit in my podcast and I'll just give you therapy. (laughs) Let's go. Uh, A myth. Before, uh, here we go. An adopted child cannot possibly be loved as much as a biological child. False. Absolutely fucking false. Fucking false. Yeah. And anybody who treats your adopted child differently than your... That's, just, that's not that's, the right place for you. No. Uh, four out of five adopted children are read to or sang to every day, compared with only half of non-adopted children. And over 70% eat dinner with their families at least six days a week. Did you eat dinner with your family every day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a focus. And actually, my dad read me Anne of Green Gables. <gasps> How cute. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so here's an interesting statistic. Adopted adults were no more likely to be admitted to a psychiatric inpatient unit, they were no more likely to seek therapy, and little difference was found regarded the reasons if therapy was sought. So, honestly, the reasons that non-adopted people... Do you have a word for us? Like, muggle? <laughs> no. Okay. The <laughs> reasons... Have a word? <laughs> the reasons that non-adoptive people seek therapy typically are the same reasons that adopted people seek therapy. We have shit, too, right? Like, of course. We have shit going on with our biological... Robert can attest to this. Like, yeah. his biological dad's kind of a dick. Um, my biological mom is just... a. Your bio- biological dad is kind of a dick, too, but I respect that guy more than my dad. So. He's just a very smart man. He and is. He's a fucking pilot. He's I gotta a give pilot. him props to that. That's fucking hard to do, but guy. my dad lies tile, so there you yeah, go. Yeah, he does. But everybody got dirt. There's just everybody different. got dirt, some right? Some is mud, some is dry dirt, some is it's dirt. Some is some filled is with rocks. Yep. That is, goddamn, <laughs> you with the fucking quotes right now. You're like, Jesus. Uh, why should you choose adoption? Um, so the majority of adoptions in the United States are a result of young women 
unwed or unpartnered women or women who are not financially stable and capable of taking care of a child. So I want to just sort of shed some light on the option of a the option of adoption. Oh, I can't believe I just you said that. that. Um, I don't want adoption to be looked at negatively, right? Like this is not a negative thing for you. No, no. In any way. It's the most beautiful thing. It really is. In my life. Right. And have you ever thought about adopting? Absolutely. Yeah. I want to adopt everybody. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when my mom went to my orphanage, she's like, I want to take all, all of them. Of them. All oh, of them. how didn't she? I, I mean, she cried. She cried leaving. And I'm like, you're crying leaving with me? Like, let's oh, what did I do? <laughs> I know. I, I mean, it's only been a Am day. Am I not good enough? <laughs> Why choose adoption? You're not ready to be a parent. There is nothing wrong with not being ready to be a parent is scary. Not everyone is ready for that lifestyle. And deciding that you are not ready to parent doesn't make you a bad person. The fact that you are considering the best option, not only for the baby, but for you, makes you a loving person even before that baby is born. You're putting that baby first. Yeah. If you're doing it wisely. Right. Lack of support. It takes a village is an actual phrase that people use when taking care of children. And it used to take an actual fucking village. It still does. Being a single parent can be a wonderful experience. And shout out to all the fucking single parents out there who are doing it like fucking bosses. But if the birth mother or birth father is out of the picture, being a single parent is not something that you are ready for. Adoption can be a great way to give that child two loving parents instead of one stressed out uncommittal, concerned, constantly frazzled parent. I had a single parent that wanted to adopt me and chose, she started a process to adopt me and it was a sister of the foster family I stayed with. Wow. And she's like, no, she needs a dad. And she knew I needed a dad. I needed a man in my life. I have goosebumps on my head. Oh my God. (laughs) Financial stress. Parenting can be a wonderful experience and it can't be measured in terms of money. However, the USDA reported that the average American family spends approximately $13,000 a year on a child. $13,000 a year on a ch- per child, right? So if you are a, a mom and you have a, a kid, and obviously the amount changes as you go. So like it, you're going to buy more diapers between the ages of one and two. But when those diapers go away, you're going to replace them with toys. When the toys go away, you're going to replace them with school and daycare projects and, and daycare and, oh and, and yeah, yeah. different kinds of food and, and whatever the case may be. Prom. Ah. <laughs> if you're not capable of financially supporting that child do not put that child through the stress of being seven years old and knowing what it's like to have the lights turned off Mm. because you needed hot water instead um that's i don't necessarily think that every person who has a child needs to be rich but i definitely don't think anyone who is living in squalor or is homeless or um lives from couch to couch needs to be having children and inviting them into that environment i think Mm -hmm. that every home can be a home and i believe that there are many situations where people can find love and happiness and a home with their families and not have a lot of money but when you're struggling to feed your child that's a problem Mm -hmm. yeah i think so yeah so if you can't and, and how but then how do you determine? I know. I you know, know what I mean? I know. You, you can't. It's hard. I know. Yeah. What's the threshold? Yeah. How, but when you came here, how were your parents? Were they well off? 
Yeah. Did you ever struggle? No. As much as you did in Russia? No. Would you rather go back to Russia and struggle or be here with the money that you had? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I get it. But then I think that even when you grow up with parents that do struggle, you, you learn a certain set of skills. Some people do. Some. That's true. And you can't decide what skills those people are going to learn. Are they going to learn to steal? That's true. Are they going to yeah. learn to do drugs? Yeah. Are they going to learn to be self-sufficient? Mm-hmm. Are they going to learn... It's a tough call, I think, right? to make as to a To make mother, a meal out of what's in a cupboard? Right. But as a mother, to be like, I'm not making enough money, but I want the best for my child, but I want the child to be with me. Like, what can I do? You yeah. know what I mean? It's like so many it's questions. It's so hard. But yeah. I mean, I that's, that's hard. They're too young. Mm. While examining the reasons to give up your child for adoption, your age plays a huge role. And the choice to be become a parent is a big one. If you're 16, babies don't need to have babies. Mm -mm. I am a huge proponent of talking to kids right when they start their period and say, hey, do you want to be on birth control right the fuck now? Mm -hmm. Long-term birth control that can help you not fucking get pregnant. But it also starts at home. Like, yeah, schools do a great job with teaching that. No, they don't. No, they don't. No? No, they don't. No. Well, I don't. No, they (laughs) don't. I didn't go to school. It's awful. Wow. In the majority of states, they teach abstinence only. Mm. They don't teach about adoption, abortion, birth control. I, I have to go. Sex education has evolved no. a little bit. Oh God, more no! In high it's school. awful. It's come. On, it's getting better in some states, like California. Yeah. That's like a question mark. Yeah. But like, yeah. Uh, give these girls all birth control. Give all these dudes condoms, please. Stop God, making, stop making it stop hard. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> My child will hate me because I placed her for adoption. Mm. Do you hate your birth mom? Uh, well, kind of. Hate? There are days. Okay. I have to say. And I think a lot of it just has to do with because I haven't worked through it. And I sometimes have don't you know you never how. been to therapy? I have been when I first got here, I think a couple oh, sessions, nice. but it wasn't, I mean, that's it. But it's, it, yeah, it's, I haven't been to like legit. I'm telling you, honestly. it's amazing. It's like a but massage yeah, I, for I, your soul. It's hard. It's very, very hard to understand mm-hmm. even at this age. Like, but why? you can What's find up? a therapist who works with adoption and who understands right. adult adoption. You know why some people don't go to therapy? I'm sure you do. Because it's expensive. It's fucking expensive. So it's like, it's fine. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to eat this week and not talk to somebody (laughs) about my past trauma. Exactly. I'll just scroll and find something funny. I'll just look at something funny. (laughs) My child won't know they were adopted. Actually, 99% of children that are adopted know they're adopted. Okay, so I didn't know if I was going to hear a story from you. That involved you, like, being told when you were 18 that you were adopted. Do you know anyone like that? Yeah. Oh, God. Really? The age of 18? I've not, maybe not the age of 18, but later on in their life where they're functioning people and understanding the world. I don't, agree, world. With I don't I agree with that. I absolutely all. don't either. No, I think that's going to fuck you up even you're more. You either keep it to, mm. till you're dead, till you're dead. You know? Till you're dead. Or, yeah. Or you start or telling you, them when they can comprehend words. Exactly. Or you, yeah, exactly. You express it. You wow. But you don't keep it. Robert? How do you, you feel? Do not keep it. About keeping adoption from somebody. Sounds like a good uh, movie premise. Ooh. Uh, I'm sure there is. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, only irresponsible, lazy, and selfish mothers choose to put their babies up for adoption. False. Absolutely fucking false. Oh in God. fact, I have some really great statistics. In the United States, states, adoption statistics suggest that birth mothers are among some of the strongest, bravest, and most successful members of society. Birth mothers in the United States have higher educational aspirations and are more likely to finish school and less likely to live in poverty than mothers who parent their children. Birth mothers delay marriage longer and are more likely to eventually marry and less likely to divorce. Birth mothers are more likely to be employed 12 months after birth and less likely to repeat out-of-wedlock pregnancies. Birth mothers are no more likely to suffer, suffer negative psychological consequences such as depression than are mothers who rear children as single parents. In short, placing a child up for adoption is not giving up on or giving away your child. It is making a brave and selfless choice to do what is best for you and the baby. How do you feel? Sometimes. You think so? Sometimes, yeah. Well, sometimes. What's the other time? Well, my mom literally just gave up. She gave she up did. her rights. She, she gave, up gave up to being a mom. And I think that that out of selfishness yeah it wasn't out of love for me she didn't think about me no she was drinking she was busy doing all that stuff so i think a lot i want to believe and i'm sure it is true but maybe bigger percentage of people that do actually are selfless and think about the babies or the kids that they're giving up but i also have seen way too many yeah. within my no, I've circle seen, i've seen it too like where, where the the families wait too long and the children are starving and they're not going to school and they get taken yeah. away in a very upsetting way and then they're put mm -hmm. in foster care yeah. instead of at the beginning of the pregnancy knowing full well mm -hmm. you can't support that child yeah. and putting them up for adoption immediately which secures them an mm -hmm. adoptive home and then sometimes Rather maybe putting them in foster care which right. sucks yeah it totally sucks but sometimes also maybe you find out you're pregnant get your shit together what what's stop what's stopping you you know what i mean my yeah russia was poor but it wasn't so i've seen success mm -hmm. you know my my dad now he married um my stepmom and they i have a step wow you step call brother. her that yeah yeah because they okay. came into my picture i don't know just i did i do all right um but successful child went to college like it happens you know um so you make those decisions of like, okay, yeah. I'm pregnant. What am I going to do? So that is that is the key takeaway here. We we've talked to somebody on this podcast about abortion, about their choice to get an abortion, and it's because they were so young and they weren't ready to have a child, and they don't regret their decision. As mm -hmm. as I think I, I think the statistic was like ninety percent or something, or ninety nine percent of women who have an abortion don't regret it. Then you have the option of keeping the baby. You don't want to have an abortion, but you know you can't take care of the child or you've passed the mark where abortion is allowed and you're like, well, I'm going to have this baby, but I don't. I know I can't support this child or I don't want this child. Right. And then you have the, uh, you have the option of giving that baby up for adoption. Because there are so many parents that cannot have kids physically and want kids. Let's talk about the difficulties really quickly of adopting mm -hmm. because there's a crazy statistic. I wish I could find it. It's like, it's like, like six percent of adoptions happen to single parents, which. Yeah. And then like 13% are LGBT and then the rest are married couples. But like, mm -hmm. what if you had like a single parent, like, like 
someone who owned their own business and like really wanted to be a mom and especially men like men who don't get to be dads they get turned down for for adoption choices all the time mm-hmm. simply because they're men and men can't take care of kids <laughs> gay couples get turned down for uh, adoptions way more often than heterosexual couples mm-hmm. do just just adopting a baby is so hard adopting anyone is so hard and yet there's a hundred and forty thousand kids every year who are waiting to mm-hmm. be adopted there's a lot of them also in the foster care system my uncles tried to adopt and because of the family involvement like the biological family involvement the court system will always always rather put the family with the blood family regardless they could be doing just a little bit better than they were before but they don't think of maybe they do i don't know it's just it's frustrating it's like they'd rather than be with their family than be happy than separating and i believe i strongly believe when you know keeping families together i do and orphanages sometimes are not the answer and you want to maybe provide resources for the families that are suffering and can't provide for their kids provide resources for the family keep the family together but there comes a point you know what i mean there there's there's always a meta meta thing right there instead of putting those families in that situation where they can't afford children how Mm -hmm. about you help them afford their children exactly right yeah because i've traveled to uganda and haiti and the whole situation with orphanages and starting orphanages and i always question why do we keep taking the kids away, putting them in the orphanage? Why not help the parents that want to keep the kids? Mm-hmm. Like those mothers Don't that, separate want, those families. that want that financial support. Could you imagine making that choice? Like you, oh. want, I could not even. No, no there's hard. no way. Yeah. There's no way. Uh, well, I am honored <laughs> to have you on my show. And I appreciate you being so candid and telling us your story about Absolutely. your adoption and your life. And... I can't wait to have you back. Oh, yeah, me we too. We have lots to talk fun. about. Wait, oh, we so got to do the 69 game? Oh, my God. I oh, forgot about the doing? 69 game. I got some things to do. Here we go. Producers <laughs> oh, stepping in. My we mentioned go. Parks and Rec God. earlier. I have a clip from Parks and Rec that I think is it's kind of funny, and it talks about adoption. So here we go. Great. Hey, Mark. Um, a little birdie told me that you have one unpaid parking ticket. That's funny because a little birdie told me that your adoptive mother was arrested for marijuana possession. Oh, what? You didn't know that, huh? I didn't know I was adopted. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Jerry. Oh, Jerry. I'm so sorry. Really didn't want to play. Oh, Jerry. <laughs> that was Donna's not my intention. Jerry. Donna's face. It's not your fault. He totally baited you with that unpaid parking ticket. <laughs> He did. Tom, could you come into my office? Oh, Ron Swanson. So I just always love that joke. Like, so they're doing a prank. They're trying to find dirt on each other. And and Jerry from the beginning was like, I don't want to play. And then all of a sudden he's like, No, what about this? And he finds out he's adopted. So terrible. Oh my god. So Um, sad. And then the other thing, I have a uh, list of most famous people that you may may or not know that they were adopted. So here we go. Steve Jobs. What? No way. Steve Jobs is adopted. Um, there's a lot of them. Really? Frances McDormand. <gasps> it kind of makes sense. She's a, no offense, but she's she's that kind of out there, and it kind of was like, okay, <laughs> okay. she's adopted. She's a little uh, different. Okay. <laughs> uh, Keegan Michael Key. 
Wow. Key and really? Yeah. Awesome, dude. This kind of makes some sense. A uh, sense. Snense. Because snense? it's Snooky <laughs> from Jersey Shore. No way. <gasps> she is was, she really? She is. Um, Snooky. The musician Liz Fair. Liz Fair. Oh, sure. Fair? Yeah, she's yeah. a. She's, she's a babe, man. She's wow. a total babe. She's a total babe. She Faith babe. Hill. Speaking wow. Another uh, musician. Another babe. Um, <laughs> another babe. Another musician. JC, JC Chavez from NSYNC. Ooh. Oh, wow. Really? There you go. Still looking good. We're bonding. Over Not here. much of a babe because she's too skinny for me. Nicole Richie. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Oh, she wasn't. Yeah, I knew that. We knew that, okay, knew that. We knew that one. one. Okay. We knew that one. Debbie Harry. From Blondie? From Blondie. When she was adopted as an infant. Nelson Mandela. Wow. All right. Um, I don't know who this person is. Maybe you ladies do. Melissa Gilbert. Yeah, she's from Roseanne. And she's now on the the talk. Her? Or the she looks pretty young. Oh, I don't I don't know who that is. That's not the Melissa Gilbert I was thinking of. Little House on the Prairie. No clue. All right. Well, she's on the list. Sarah McLaughlin. A lot of <gasps> chick singers, huh? Oh my God. Sarah McLaughlin. Why didn't you become a singer? Yeah. I can't sing for the <laughs> life of me. <laughs> Christian Chenoweth. What? Oh wow. Too blonde for me. She's singer too. Wow. Here we go. John Lennon. What? what? According to Adoption.com, after his parents' marriage failed around the time he was around five years old, Lennon was raised by his aunt, Mimi, and uncle. Oh, okay, so. So a family adoption. Right. So. Still adoption. Ray Liotta. <gasps> wow. Yeah, I knew this list we get. Jamie Foxx. No. I think it's the grand. I think this is like a little on the. It's not like. Yeah, straight yeah, yeah. from Russia. Right. Like. From <laughs> it's like family, friends. Straight out of Russia. <laughs> Totally heard it. I need a t-shirt. You need a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> Please, somebody make me a t-shirt with like a like a like a like a baklava, like a something, like a treat, like baklava. a Russian. Oh, that's great. I know. Shut up. Shut up. Uh, what is it? What is it called? A pure babushka no. doll. Oh yeah, yeah, the matryoshka. Mm. Matryoshka. This one kind of makes some sense. Andy Dick. Yeah. Oh, okay. Weirdo. No offense. Uh, <laughs> Scott, Ham- Scott Hamilton. All adopted kids are weird. Uh, ice skater. Uh, oh. And then, uh, no, the last, last last one, Dave Thomas, big proponent on the, uh, he made the Dave Thomas Foundation. Oh, Wendy's. Is, yeah, it's all about adoption. The guy who owns here. Wendy's. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The Dave awesome. Thomas Foundation Dave is all about adoption and Dave foster Thomas care. Dave Thomas was, he was a good oh. guy. He was a great guy. Call, wow. Colin Kaepernick? No. Yeah, he's, yeah, that's very, I knew that one. Oh, uh, no. Simone Biles. Oh, yeah, the, she's a gymnast. Oh, a gymnast. Yeah. What? Uh, Michael Bay, director. No. I'm going to keep going because this list of guys is really long. <laughs> Ted Danson. Holy shit. Eric Clapton. Oh, my God. Maya Angelou. Literally everyone I know and is adopted. And Maya Angelou's the last one. So, All right. But that's, yeah. That's a fucking right? strong I knew that was a good list, list right? of people. And look at how many survivors and warriors are on that list. There you go. There you go. Straight out of Russia, motherfucker. Straight out of Russia. So here on What's Your Position podcast... We do a little thing called the 69 game. <laughs> uh, have you heard of it? No. <laughs> I thought you said you listened to an episode. Uh, probably not till the end. Wow. Do you do? <laughs> well, we don't play yeah. it all the time. Because sometimes your podcasts get a little exciting and, uh, you know. And what? Things happen. And you got to go? I just got to go. I gotta go. <laughs> all right, I'll take it. I'll take it. So on this 69 game, uh, are you, you going to play the music mm-hmm. producer? Here we go. So I'm going to ask you as many questions as I can in 69 seconds. 
I'm going to keep score with the pen that I got. I, the time. Where's the fucking... So now, oh, get it. You got to go get it, Nat. Here's the premises, though. Oh, he likes the, to tell the, the rules. Well, because competition. Know. Here we go. The goal is to answer as many questions as possible in 69 seconds. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if you can't think of a question, pass. Like, you got to get on the next Should question. Should I just say pass? Yeah. You can say pass. But okay. you don't get a point for that. No. Okay. So, so you have, have to, to answer points. to get a point. Okay. 37 is the goal. That's that's the, re- that's the record. That's the I'm record. Sweating I know here. it's okay. You, they're fun. They're fun they're questions. They're fun though. questions. Okay, let's be fine. It's just Nat. <laughs> Are you ready to 69? <laughs> it's so ready. Okay. Ready? What's your most used emoji? A smiley face. C- celebrity doppelganger. Uh, Rachel Ray. Name of your first car? A uh, Honda. What's your favorite sandwich? Tuna. Favorite snack? Uh, pretzels. Swear word? A uh, fuck. Biggest turn on? Fuck. Biggest turn off? Pass. Name the strangest place you ever had sex. Uh, fuck. Pass. Oh, God. Books or movies? Books. Favorite Disney character? None. What do you wear when you go to bed? Uh, undies and a tank top. Do you, are you wearing underwear right now? Yes. I just gave you a million dollars. What do you do? Uh, buy adopted kid. Do you think we're alone in the universe? No. Sun or snow? Snow. Android or iPhone? iPhone. When was your first French kiss? 11. What Hogwarts house are you in? Um, pass. Ever had a one-night stand? Yes. Ever cheated? Y- yes. Would you rather buy ride a bike everywhere for a year or give up social media for a year? Give up social media. Have you ever faked an orgasm? Yes. Biggest celebrity crush? A Shannon Tatum. Sent nudes? Yes. Call or text? Text. Things you're most proud of? Nine seconds. Uh, pass. Biggest insecurity? Uh, pass. Can you drive stick shift? No. Favorite animal? Dogs. Favorite plant? Uh, sunflowers. That's it. That's oh. it. I'm going to count them up right now. And that's the 69 game. <laughs> 27. That's oh. pretty good. That's, that's the, really the good. The record's hard that's to get. 10 less than what you So let me go ahead and tell you why the record is stands at that. Exactly. Is because uh, my friend Kim, shout out to Kim. Kim listens to every episode, and she was prepared with answers, and she would answer before the question was even asked. Are like, they all the same questions all the time? Uh, no, I mix it up. I have like a hundred questions, and I like change it mm-hmm. up every now and again. But she knows them all because she's listened to every episode. So she was fucking fire. She didn't say pass to anything. I think you said pass like five or six I times. Did. You would have gotten into the thirties had you answered all those questions. True. So. I just wanted to say um, for all the individuals out there uh, that are thinking about adoption, really look into it. America, United States provides a lot of options for you if you are thinking about adopting your child. Um, And also if you are thinking about adopting a child, there are 140,000 waiting in this country. Um, if you want to go to another country, go for it. There's a lot of countries that deserve our attention and help and, and need. And if you want to be a foster parent and uh, support some families and maybe not be a long-term solution but a short-term help, we need good human beings to foster people and not trash bags that Absolutely. just take the money from the government. From it, yeah. yeah, exactly. Before we go, yes. do you have anything you want to promote? Four Sons. I mean, we always promote Four Sons, <laughs> even though Four Sons, you know. What was that rest, uh, Russian store you went oh, to? Oh, yeah. What was that called? Uh, Moscow Deli. There you go. Uh, Moscow Deli in Costa Mesa, in off Costa Harbor. Costa Mesa, yeah. All right. It's one of the only one Russian stores that we have. Do you want people to follow you? Of course. Okay. What's your, what's your Instagram? It's just Nat. It's just Nat. 
guys. Yeah, it's that's just it. Nah. That's, that's a good so, Instagram. Yeah. It really is. And also follow Four Sons, Four spelled out, uh, Four Sons Four Brewing. Four Sons Brewing, yep. And they post a lot of really great content. And there's a lot of really great beers and a lot of really great human beings that work here. And I love you so much. You're um, those individuals who have been adopted, I love you. I know a lot of people who have been adopted. Um, I know a lot of people who um, come from adopted families, whether that be because their aunts and uncles or step-parents adopted them. My sister Cecily, one of the best human beings I know, is adopted. Um, my cousin Brad was adopted. Um, my friend Nat <laughs> was adopted, and all for different reasons and all with different human beings. Jerry from Parks and Rec. Jerry from Jerry. Parks and Rec. Um, Poor Jerry. It's a great alternative. Uh, if you if you if you need that alternative, it's also a really great way to I- increase your family and, and make that family dream a realization for you. Um, check it out, and uh, and you know. By the way, this is uh, Lindsay Sterling. Mm-hmm. playing Evanescence. Oh, it's beautiful. If you don't know who Lindsay Sterling is, I do. she's awesome. Absolutely. Go check her out. I've Shout out watched to her. her since her YouTube days. I've worked and on a couple of her videos, and <sighs> she's just like a rad person. She's, she's oh just gosh, like I would love loves. To meet her. Yeah, she's great. She does amazing. I uh, went to their concert, both Evanescence mm-hmm. and Lindsay, when they played together. They played Whoa, together? really? Dude. Oh. That was the most emotional concert I have. Like, it was <gasps> therapy right there. So I did go to therapy. I went to an Evanescence concert. There you go. <laughs> Lindsay Sterling. And it was amazing. So That's amazing. Yeah. The, chick, well. the chick can, like, dance and play perfect violin at the same time. Perfect. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. Wow. The talent. So, shout out to her. I am honored, Nat, that you told your story. I, I hope I did you justice and I hope that you enjoyed your time and you'll I come did. back and talk to me about other yeah. things. Thank you. Of course. Anytime. Welcome, I'm man. an open book. I love you so much and I love all of you. Please make sure you're following us on What's Your Position podcast on Instagram. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts. We're on so many places I didn't even know. I'd like to shout out to my friend in Florida who sent me an email the other day. The first person to ever send me an email on my What's Your Position podcast podcast. Uh, uh, page. It was, I'm going to do it right now, Todd Vogel. I wanted to shout out to you, Todd. Thank you for emailing me. Thank you for engaging and for talking to your son and for using our podcast as a platform to talk to him. I really appreciate you. I appreciate every single listener who takes the time out of their day to listen to our podcast. And I please, please implore you to tell your friends about us. Um, there's got to be an episode for you. We've got over 30. Uh, I love you all so very, very much. Please remember to stay ca- stay safe. Stay kind and stay sexy. What's Your Position podcast and its social media websites represents the opinions of Ashley Weller and her guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is intended for the educational and entertainment purposes only. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast and website are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. Stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy.